Hello, everyone, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at ThereWillBeDungeons.com. Our part one of two parts of a one-shot with our new part-time DM, John Jagger. Very excited to get to this. Before we do, though, we have a tradition here on the show where I read an email. This email will have to do with the campaign that just finished its first year and is about to start its second, but will have nothing to do with the two-part one-shot beginning today. Here's the email sent to us over at the website, therewillbedungeons.com. Joshua wrote, An idea for Varel to carry Mawstorm. All right, Varel, you ready for this? All right. I have been thinking about Varel and his inability to carry Mawstorm for a while. While Kyle brought it up in the Q&A that it is a challenge to put away in a scabbard due to his size, I immediately thought about the buster sword uh, that Cloud carries around in Final Fantasy VII, which has always had what I picture when you bring up Mawstorm. When you look at the art, there is also no straps or anything to hold the sword on his back. In the cutscenes, it appears to magnetically attach to a three-point harness on his back. This kind of magnetic attachment seems well within the world that exists for Varel, and seems like something uh, we could... Uh, sorry, he would not be opposed to using. A neodymium magnet, strong permanent magnet currently, I don't know what that means, could be used with leather straps to form... Such a mount, and they could be found in any location with artifacts of the old Earth. Love the show, Josh. Uh, maybe it's even more of a question for Bo. Is that too far out, man? Magnetically connected sword back harness? Um, I mean, we live in a world where, you know, uh, old world technology is our future. Mm-hmm. So sure, why not? Okay. Um, it, the wasteland didn't necessarily start like in 2019 AD or a few years later. It could have happened more 2500 AD, 2800 AD. So there's room for all kinds of sci-fi stuff. Uh, so, I mean, sure, why not? Someone has a, a crazy magnetic strap thing, then go for it. I, we could we could probably do that. Kyle, Would you it? have me get stuck to the Fate 4 when exiting it? That's <laughs> uh, like roll a one territory, maybe. If I remember you have a magnet and then you roll a one and then a bomb that you dodge suddenly comes crawling back towards you and explodes on your back or something could happen okay well there you so, go i hope that answers your the, question the trouble here is varel is is unique among D characters is that he's very he doesn't like items too much and he's very particular it's got to have a meaning or else it's just dead weight he doesn't basically him and stanley are the opposite of each other right but you could probably talk him into putting some sort of easy harness strap on himself that would hold his his weapon yeah, in place. That's the part where Kyle has to be convinced that it's not going to come back to bite him. As right. Just demonstrated. <laughs> All right. Will I die if I take a magnet for my sword? Kyle, any, like, any additional thoughts on this? Anything else you want to say as Varel? Would he would he be happy to wear this harness if it ever came about? I don't I don't even know if he's going to bring Mawstorm with him on this next adventure. It's a it's a cumbersome thing and that's a long way to travel with a heavy piece of machinery. This is entirely Personally, a good point. I yeah. will say I always like the visual of you tossing your sword into the ground every time in combat. Like you might use it once or twice, and then you just kind of fling it into the ground, like you're getting serious. But there's that action of flinging it hard enough so that it stays upright in the ground. I really like just like yeah, there's something, like there's something dramatic about putting the sword down and getting to real work that I just kind of like as part of the character. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea that the Fate Four on the outside has the scabbard like it's not in the car i don't carry it out that's cumbersome but i actually run along the back of the truck and then whip out this six foot sword i like now, it there's a solid idea I like it, yeah. there's yeah. a solid idea that's pretty good we'll worry about varel's strap on in a later episode 
<laughs> He's not the one who needs it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> on that note, uh, we don't have a recap of last week because uh, we're doing a one-off, as I mentioned before. John Jagger is taking the reins today. And without spilling the beans or saying too much, John... We'll just hand you the reins and let you take Wait, over. No, no. Let's talk about the tea I'm drinking today. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah the oh, tea. Yes. Remember. Tea drinking bow. Mm. Tea club. We have to do Bo's tea club uh, section. And today I'm drinking the Dragon Engine. Very nice. Oh. That I one's my favorite. It favorite. It is an intensely spicy. Yeah. It's good. Masala. So I'm going to pour it into my cup right here live on the show. Oh, you've and, not uh, had. You haven't good. tasted it even yet. No. Oh, give this I a like shot. I like to show the pouring of the tea into the cup Such yeah a cool mechanism Ooh. one of these days you're just going to shat all over your keyboard i almost overfilled the cup it's my notebook's covered in tea be Hang careful on. okay take a sip there take a swig what do you think it's very spicy oh my god i just burned the back of my throat it's, yeah i put too much tea in there it's, it's good little, it's, i like the taste though it's, it's spicy it's very good uh i today had a fate another fate four cup of fate four speaking of the fate four this does not have the scabbard in it or on it but uh it does have cinnamon walnut smoked black tea if all of these things sound good to you as we speak about them, make sure you head on over to uh, phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD, or you can find it on our site, and you too can get the There Will Be Dungeons Signature Tea Blends sent straight to your door. It's delicious. All right. Now that we've done that, John, here are the reins. It's your turn to show us what you've got. All right. Let's dive right in. Almost 100,000 years ago, a human mage named Kathos Null attempted to purge the human world of all magic by creating a plague known as the Anathema. This plague grew out of control and began spreading across the world, destroying anything touched by magic. Plants, animals, machines, entire races of people began to be eroded by the vile disease. At the world's darkest hour, a collection of the most powerful magic users and greatest minds came together to create the Eventide Assembly. They summoned our world inverse as a sanctuary just out of phase from the human world and sealed it off behind the barrier, safe from the anathema. Without magic or the society that had once supported them, the human kingdoms fell to ruin, sealed off and forgotten. Life in inverse proved challenging. Meant as a haven to everyone, the bitter hatreds and rivalries of old came with the beings that embodied them. Despite these trials, in their final act, the Eventide Assembly created way stations to power the barrier, and then they vanished. Those great way stations still stand to this day, though they occasionally need repair or recharging. The anathema has never found its way to inverse. Only occasional anomalies, known as flux, ever make it through the barrier when it weakens. Now, on the continent of Arivia, trouble, troubles have begun to take root. In the southwesternmost part of the continent, a way station has begun to decay far too rapidly, and the engineer sent to repair it has disappeared. Desperate to repair the way station and solve the mystery behind its failure, a dwarf named Grizz de Wells has hired three mercenaries to escort a new engineer to the town of Commons Rest and fix the problem. As the Foundation Tech train roars across the landscape, our story begins in the backmost car of three, where a nervous Foundation Tech engineer approaches a figure sleeping soundly on the tattered seats. He is young, but handsome, like most half-elves. He has fiery red hair 
and the makings of youth attempting to grow a beard. Excuse me, Bafo? Uh, um, I'm sorry, Inspector Sultz. We're nearly to Common's Rest, and you haven't even met the others. Shouldn't, you know, we meet and strategize and, I, I don't know, something? The... My oh, one second. Oh. The uh, tabaxi sitting on the seats opens his eyes and sits up. Bo, would you like to describe and introduce your character? Um, certainly. So I'm lying lazily on the seat, having just slept. Um, I am all black, short for like a black panther or puma and facial features. I'm wearing a button-up black shirt and a coat a bell coat and um black slacks definitely you know uh high high for casual formal wear i suppose no shoes on my feet as my cat claws kind of stretch out and i take a and my big tabaxi cat mouth goes real large and my tongue curls up in a c a backward c is like ah and I, i look up and i go who are you again? Oh, um, I'm I'm Engineer Hemshaw. Uh, we're we're going to Commons Rest together uh, to fix the way station. You've you've been back here by yourself this entire time, and the other two, they're not interacting at all. Um, you know, you're supposed to be protecting me. Shouldn't we? I don't know. Band together, protect, unify, um, plan. I mean, do you need my protection to talk to them? I've one of them, perhaps. They're, they're quite intimidating. I just, you know, I don't know. I've never done this before. I'm fairly new, and you're just back here. Right. You're you're to repair the um the the way station. That's correct, right? If I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. That's that's correct. Okay. Well, we're not quite at the way station yet. Why don't you take a seat and have a nap and? We can we can do that stuff when we get there. Just... <sighs> and I sort of turn my head back towards the the window and try to sleep some more. Freaking All right. cats. The uh, engineer kind of looks extremely discouraged and moves out of that train car, moving into the next. Uh, and as he enters it, sitting near the back, uh, looking disinterested out the window, is an Osimar girl. About 18 years old. Kristen, would you like to introduce your character? Yes, her name is Lialta. She's got big golden hair, beautiful alabaster skin, piercing blue eyes, and this glowing flame mark in the middle of her forehead. Um, excuse me, ma'am. Y- yes. Uh, hi, I'm Engineer Hemshaw, and, um, well, the, th- the three of you, uh, you, you, and, um, I-, I, don't, I don't know, the one in the back, uh, you're supposed to be escorting me to Commons Rest. I just thought maybe we should all get together and figure out what our plan is once we get there. Oh, yes, I guess we can do that. Um, let's see, who would you like to speak to first? Well, um, the the one in the back doesn't seem inclined in coming out, so maybe we should go to him. She'll she'll get up on the seat and kind of look back. Oh, that one. 
Uh, uh, no, in the in the other car, the the the, the tabaxi. Oh, oh, the the, the cat, the kitty. He, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, um, I mean, we can try. I'm not too good with cats. I've never really had a pet before. Um, okay. Well, why don't we just go back there? We'll all speak to him. Um, and, uh, I'll grab the, the other gentleman up there. Oh, sure. By the way, do you have any treats I could offer him? I hear cats like fish. Have you never met a tabaxi before, ma'am? Uh, no. I'm actually quite new to this area. Okay, they're people. They don't... But they're cats! They're not... They're not you don't give them treats. Um, oh! That... Nope. <laughs> oh! You, you treat them like people. Oh! Well, I guess I'll just wait for you to come back then. Okay, I'll be. You know what? Don't talk to him. We'll we'll all talk when we go together. I'll I'll see you back there in in just a moment. Fine. And the the engineer begins to move away now, extremely concerned about how this is all gonna go. Um, and uh, sitting in the back is a uh, mountainous uh, character. Uh, he's sitting uh, against a seat, looking back the way um, everybody else is. And uh, the engineer approaches this Goliath. Scott, would you like to introduce your character? My character's name is, uh, uh, sorry, Garpoon. Yeah. He is a gigantic visage of a man. He is Goliath by descent. Very strong. Uh, one look at him would tell you all you need to know about the kind of strength he has. For those listening who play a lot of World of Warcraft, think Garrosh Hellscream in terms of his width and his height. Big, big guy. Uh, very intimidating and scary at first. And if you don't know him, you would probably be a little nervous around him. He uh, he does own and has on his person a small rat named Lucy. And she kind of hides out inside of his... Uh, his bags and his and his cloaks and things and uh, comes out once in a while and he feeds her and it's like his little pet. Not quite a familiar, but a pet. Uh, so yeah, have that in your head and that's who you get. Alright, and the the engineer approaches you and uh, 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 Garpoon, you said your name was? Oi, who's, who's asking? Uh, hi, I'm Engineer Hemshaw, your one of the three guardians uh, assigned to get me to the way station out in the Badlands. Um, we're having a bit of a team meeting in the back. If uh, you wanted to join us back there. Team meeting. Yeah, you know, uh, strategy, uh, figure out what we're going to do when we arrive. Best way to proceed, all that. Oh, I... You follow, I, I, I lead the way. I have no idea what you're talking about. All I know is I've got a job. I'll follow you where you say to go. You're part of the job. I've, let's get go. Let's go. You <laughs> tiny, okay. tiny little man. Okay. And uh, the engineer leads you towards the back. Uh, maybe feels a little more secure uh, with you now behind him, although he's afraid of you. Uh, the the three of you, uh, and now Hemshaw as well, uh, 
gather around a sleeping tabaxi who is uh, not paying much attention. And uh, he kind of goes over and jostles Bafo a bit. What? 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 <clears throat> uh, oh, you, you brought them all here, I see. Yes, we're, we're going to strategy meeting. Uh, uh, and, oh, and hold on a minute. No one said anything about a cat person. I I, I ate them. They make me itch. Stay away from me, you little shit cat. Oh, wonderful. Well, apparently this one likes to sleep a lot, so you probably won't have to worry about much. I still ate them. Okay, well, we're off to a real good start. Um... Anyway, I'm Engineer Hemshaw. I've met you all already. Uh, this here is Inspector uh, Baffle Saltz. And uh, you two can go ahead and roll a history check. I, me? Uh, no, oh, sorry. Scott and Kristen. Scott and Kristen history. Yeah. Right. All right. Natural 20. What? Yeah. Um... Just checking my... I can't remember if I modified it. I didn't. 12. Okay. So, uh, Lialta, you know, you don't have a... You've been in, in your community. You haven't gotten out a lot, but you do have books up there. And uh, the name Baffo Salts actually rings a bell. And you vaguely remember you have read a book that starred an Inspector Baffo Salts. Uh, written by a halfling bard named Chando Walden, uh, where he was a investigator trying to solve a crime of some sort. And it was a very daring explanation of uh, intrigue and uh, twists and turns and actually two mysteries that came together to reveal it was all part of the same plot all along. And you vaguely remember them saying tabaxi in there. It didn't mean anything to you at the time, but... Uh, you're kind of putting it together, and you think, this might be the same guy. Oh, so, Baffo, are you named after the famous character? Uh, excuse me? In the, in the books, Baffo Saltz, he's a famous detective. Did your parents really like reading those books? Oh, uh, I, I suppose you, you've you've read um, Chando's uh, books. Well, they're, they're somewhat loosely based on my exploits, but... Um, wait, wait, uh, you're saying you're real? Chando has a flair for exposition, and his writing is really quite plodding, but yes. Uh, that would be me. I am Inspector Baffo Saltz. And, uh, young lady, who might you be? Uh, I'm Lialta. Nice to meet you. Mm. And and who's your, your buffoon friend? I don't know, uh, stranger. We're not friends. Yeah, I wouldn't call us friends. Just like a cat to wonder if we're friends or not. So I look at you and right in the eye, Garpoon, and I say, hopefully you can refrain from murdering anyone f for the duration of this car ride. There's only one in here is at risk at the current moment. Okay, um, I'm going to just, hello, jump in here. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. We've all met. That's good. That's a first step. We've done it. And... I just want to make sure that we're not losing sight of the overall objective because this is very serious, okay? Well, yes, uh, but we're still on the train. Y well, 
yes, but we're coming up on Commons Rest soon, and I just want to... Look, this is the first time I've ever been tasked with going out and repairing one of these, and I want it to go very smoothly. And... Oh, this is my first time, too. Have you guys repaired before? I look at her, and then I turn to Henshaw with a completely off-topic question. <clears throat> Speaking of strategy, do you know where I can... Is there a car where refreshments can be procured? Did you want some fish? I would very you told much me like they don't pastry. eat fish! No, I said they don't want treats. You don't. But he's asking pets. for treats. Can I pet you? <laughs> I, I'd prefer if you didn't. Um, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, is there uh, a car with um, a servant or uh, food? A bar, perhaps? Uh, no, I'm... it's uh, it's just the three cars: uh, two for passengers, one engine car. That's all they usually run on these railways. I understand you're from Serifax. It's very fancy there. It's very nice. Lots of amenities. But out here, I'm afraid it's just the necessities. Well, it looks like our strategy is already crumbling. <laughs> okay. Let's not lose sight over refreshments, okay? I just really want to make sure that this works. So, in a little bit, we're going to show up at Commons Rest. We're going to meet with the Elder there. Um, and... I was told that there is somebody else we should meet who knows the area. Uh, someone named uh, Spores, I think his name was. We, we should meet with this person, and then we will go to the way station. I will repair it. We'll come back. You'll get paid. Easy. Is he another right. cat? Is it another cat? Is who another cat? Spores. I can guarantee you Spores is certainly not a cat. He's a person. All right, I can only deal with one of these. Try not to um, hurt yourself with uh, thinking. I, I believe you're here uh, as our protection. So why don't you put your eyes to the other to the door and see if um, a chocolate declare comes walking in. And if you if one does, please tell me. What makes you think I'm here to protect you or anyone uh, else for that matter? I can't imagine what other skill you might have. Oh, I've got well, quite a few. Sign on to the job like we all did. That's oh, it. Yes, yes. We we've all got a job to do. My apologies for being so savage. It's just um, Goliaths are savage creatures. The best. He doesn't seem very savage. Do you eat fish? No. <laughs> the Goliath. <laughs> the man. The man has a rat for a pet. I saw it crawling through his cloak just now. <gasps> Oi, Lucy. And I, she comes out of the corner of my, kind of my shoulder uh, protection over here and just squeak, squeak, and puts her head around in my neck. Give a little piece of cheese to her. She just sort of sits there and chews it. I don't say anything. Hmm. Well, um, strategy meeting is going quite well so far, I would say. Um, what was the elder's name? And I pull out a notepad and a little quill and I hold it up and I... Oh, well, um, the elder at uh, Commons Rest is Elder Leon Corolla, uh, a tiefling, I believe. Corolla? Yes. Is he a tabaxi? Uh, it's uh, she and tiefling, I said. Mm. 
for I look, I, I look, I would I look, expect I look, better I, attention I, from you. No, no, that was a jab at Garpoon. I look oh. over at Garpoon as I say it, sorry. <laughs> I just make a noise. You should, you should know Garpoon. I have a bad history with Goliaths. Well. I shan't judge you according to their actions, but I've got one eye open. Oh, it's Always great. I, I, I appreciate the, the leniency, but I'll tell you this. I'll judge you from here to high water because you're a damn cat person and I don't like them. Well, I so, mean, this, this, this fits like the book, The Tale of the Stone Guardians, wiped out all of, of the cat people's friends. In less than five minutes, it was horrifying, but what the cat people didn't know is that the Goliaths had been mind-controlled. It was a really great read. So, maybe we can find peace through that. There was sadness on both sides. Did you bring a book with you for this uh, mission? I didn't bring my books with me, but I had a lot of time to read growing up. Uh, tell me, uh, Lialta, you seem that um, you have some intelligence. Uh, do you? How came you to be a part of this uh, venture? Well, if from where I'm from, you're either chosen or you're not, and I was chosen. So before I turned 18, a god spoke to me and said I had to go out and keep balance. So here I am, keeping balance. Hmm. Do you always do everything your your gods tell you to do? Well, depends on what the god wants, but so far the god's been pretty nice. Okay. Interesting. I've met your people. Yeah? Yeah. They're super into god. I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he exists. <laughs> I don't think there's any such thing. Well, that's great. That's exactly what you should think. A whole bunch of horseshite to me. I've never You shouldn't eat. worship anything, actually. I'm going to be frankly honest with everybody. Don't worship a specific god. Okay, well, uh, we've got a nice theological debate just going here. I just want to point out again, the last engineer that went there did not come back. But you're still here. I am. I am. And I would like to keep it that way. That's all I'm saying. Um, so uh, thank you for all being my protectors. Let's all... Just keep up the team spirit. Uh, um, Hemshaw, my man. Um, Grizzduels, the person who contracted us with your protection, mm -hmm, my made, boss. A, made a good choice in, in the people he chose to send with you. I'm sure you'll, you'll be safe. There's no need to panic. I don't know yeah. what strategy you, you're expecting to come from a young woman and a uh, grumpy old Goliath with um, not much in between either ear. Who you call an old? Nothing old about this Goliath, I can tell you that. Oh. Younger than you, Catman. How old is everybody, then? I'm 18, I'm probably the youngest. You are but a child. Yeah. Uh, old Garpoon is only in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you went on that tirade about being not old, and then you're like, old Garpoon is... <laughs> <laughs> it's about perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I was calling him old, not because he looked old, but because he was, you know, cranky, cranky with me. Yeah. Well, you don't know. Um, is I'll just tell you this now. He's allergic to you. I get a rash when I'm around the cat people. 
don't know. Um, <laughs> Baffo closes his eyes very long and then opens them up, looks back at Hemshaw and says, All right, then, do, do you have any other information that Grizz may not have given to us about who possible assailants are or approaches um, to the way station, avenues of ambush? Well, Anything? I... I... I mean, I, I think it's pretty cut and dry. We're to go to the town, uh, meet the people, get to the tower, repair the mm -hmm. tower, and if possible, find out who or what sabotaged the tower. Um, that's the part that might be tricky. It doesn't make a lot of sense for somebody to sabotage a way station. Hmm. And you say you work for Grizz Duels. He's your patron? Boss, yeah. And how is your relationship with uh, Grizz? Is it good? I mean, it's good. Um, our company's just starting up. Uh, he was, you know, not super thrilled with the last uh, engineer guild that he was in, so he started his own. And I'm the first engineer he hired, uh, which is probably why he wants me so well protected, because I'm kind of his only employee at the moment. Uh, but you got to start somewhere. And where did you work prior to? Uh, with them? Um, what is it, the arc? The sorry, I'm looking it up. That's the Artifice Restoration Arcanum. Yes, the Artifice Restoration Arcanum. Uh huh. Where uh, did you work I... before that? Oh, nothing. I was I was learning and earning earning my certification before that. I'm fresh out of the school. In the Serifax. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Um. And um. Did you do anything fun this weekend? And as soon as you ask that question, you hear the door behind you open, uh, which you realize is weird because there's no car behind you, and also we were the only people on the train up to this point. And three individuals all dressed in black leathers uh, with masks over their faces come in and say, all right, now, you know the drill. This is a stick-up. Every Lights single one of you. <laughs> Every single one of you put your hands in the air. But We're why? going to come by and relieve you of your valuables. But I don't Just have anything. Do what the man says. And in that moment, I want to... So, I want to intuit how they got on the train. If the train was moving, we were the only passengers on it, and I saw everyone get on and off. How did I miss these three people? Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a uh, insight check. Your inspector's insight. Nine plus seven is 16. Okay. Um, you didn't really notice anything, but the train is incredibly loud, so it would have been hard to tell if something hit the train or landed on the train. It's moving at a decent clip, but the vehicles in this world are very ramshackle and put together only just working this world is a world where technology is maintained it's not ever built because nobody really understands it fully so the train okay. does not go that fast so it is theoretically possible they jumped on the train or they might have been on the train riding on the back from Serifax. you don't have enough information either way but those are your two theories okay all right so then i'm going to um <clears throat> look at him and say are you sure that's a it's a wise decision to stick up uh, a known member of the house? Salts. Mm. What? Hmm. I'm Baffo Salts of the house Salts. 
He's famous. He's a cat. More good. He's a book character. More importantly, I'm a member of a noble family in Syrafax. He likes chocolate eclairs too. <laughs> Boys, and one of them lifts a crossbow and fires it, not intending to hit, but it whizzes just past your head. Okay, and, and I sort of blink, but don't move, and I'm like. He immediately starts going back to to loading it again. Let's not make this violent if it doesn't have to be. All right. And he you starts making his violence. way I'm, down I'm, the center aisle. We don't need to make this violent, but um, surely uh, you might might have made a mistake here. And uh, he he doesn't seem to be eyeing you that much. He is looking directly at Hemshaw, and he's moving forward. Uh, Garpoon, hang on. How close are they? How many feet away are they? Uh, currently, he's just started moving. He's about 40 feet away from you at the moment. Okay. At the so, very back of the car. And where am There's, I Where am I so, in relation to that? You are at basically the opposite end of the car. So uh, Baffa was sitting in the first seat when you entered this yeah, car. Yeah. And you have all kind of gathered around him by the wall. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to... The one approaching is say... If you come any closer, my big friend here is going to push you onto the ground. Not do more than that. No, no, but he would push you onto the ground. Hint, hint. <laughs> I'm going to... What okay, are you? He, Here's what happens. I go. <laughs> come up here, Garpoon, and, and help me with these miscreants. You ladies oh. think you can just come on this train and take our money? Well, yeah, we kind of uh, do. He doesn't want the money. He wants Hemshaw. And you see what? his head turn kind of quick at that. And he says, all right, boys, get him. And roll for initiative. Shit. All right. Initiative! <laughs> Eight. 13 plus three is 16. Nice. Seven. Not great. Okay, hold on. I was so busy rolling their initiative, I completely ignored all of you. Uh, <laughs> Bo, <laughs> what was yours? Yeah, 16. Okay. And Garpoon? 7. Great. That's a, that's a glowing one. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. And Lialta? 8. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, so, Baffo, you get to take first action here. Alright, um, so I'm up front, right? Everyone else is behind me, basically? Yeah, you're behind a seat, so basically if you picture, just to kind of give you an idea of the battle map, there's a center aisle, it's about five feet wide, so room for about single file line down. Uh, there is about five feet on each side, but there are rows of seats in between you. At the very end are two bandits uh, with crossbows, and he is moving down the center aisle at the moment. So you are currently off uh, on one of the seats, and uh, so I could you're... duck behind a seat and gain partial cover of some kind or full yes. cover. Yes, yes, you could. Uh, the seats okay. can award partial cover. Is all right. Well, since I can't get many rogue advantage, I'm not going to try anything too weird because I, I don't think there's any place to hide here. Probably that you know. So I will. Um, I reach back, and you notice now strapped to my back is a. Uh, 
violin. It's not in a case. Actually, I have a violin and a, th- and a thing back there. It was very small, so you didn't see it because it was on my back. And I pull out the violin, and I press a button on it. Now, you tell me if this could take an action, but wielding a weapon... I think it's a bonus okay. action to switch it. All right, well, I'm going to need my bow. I think I might need my bonus action, so I need to know that. Okay, yeah, it's a bonus you, action to convert it, yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. So I take out the violin, and and I press a button on it, and it transforms into a crossbow. The violin, the string is sort of stretched out where it would be the bow. Now the, the bow string is the cro- the violin string. And I load it. Uh, I have to load it. It doesn't come preloaded, right? Um, no, but we kind of roll it all into the bonus action. All right, we'll just, okay, so I do that, I load it, I pull back, and I fire at the first, the foremost person heading toward this. Okay. I don't know why you need to know this, but his name is Petey. Okay, I fire at Petey. Sweet. I I, I got that from looking at the lint on his coat, because I'm really smart. (laughs) Um, oh, it's 11. That, uh... You're in such a rush to pull out the bow and fire, it just goes a little wide, just kind of boop off his shoulder, uh, and then clinks into the back of the car. Okay, so then I want to... I know I can't use my bonus action, so I'm going to drop to the floor for cover? No, I'm not. Shit. I'm up front. I can't do I mean, else. you're behind a seat, so you have partial oh, cover. Oh, I'm going to use my movement. Gonna... I can use my movement probably as difficult terrain to jump over seats to move back. Yeah, you can. So I'll move like as far back as I sort of can, but not behind Lealta or Hemshaw. Okay. I mean, you're at the farthest back seat, so any further back away from them and you would be losing your partial cover. So you're perfect. kind of in the perfect position for where you're describing. Okay, so I just crouch down to gain cover. Okay. Uh, all right, next up is Hemshaw. He actually rolled higher, but I forgot that. So uh, Hemshaw is going to go... Uh, he realizes they are after him, and he is going to duck back and kind of crouch down opposite end of you, back behind the seat, and uh, be very afraid. Um, next up is Petey, uh, who is going to move forward... Uh, he's going to just move forward all the way up, which would bring him uh, within melee range of Garpoon. Uh, but he had to use his full movement to do that, so he's just going to move into range of you at the moment. Okay. Uh, he can't attack. All right. Not close enough for a reaction? like a. I mean, if he were to move out of range, you could take a, an attack. Okay. But right. he's within melee range of you now, okay. basically. All right. Uh, and then next up is uh, Bing, which is one of the bandits. You don't need to know their names, but no, his Bing name Crosby. is Bing. Uh, yeah. Bing is going to take a shot. Uh, Baffo's the one who's been causing all the problems so far, so he's going to take a shot at Baffo with disadvantage. Well, it doesn't matter. It was a okay. he go- huh. he uh, pulls out his crossbow and goes, "I got him, boss!" and he shoots and the arrow flies backwards past his head as it kind of snaps before he even pulls the trigger and he goes oh shit and he starts going to frantically reload (laughs) um uh next up is uh gordo who uh is gonna also take (laughs) a shot yeah, the van- right. the bandits' names are uh, Gordo, Bing, and Petey. Right. As he takes a shot, a cat head peers up over the, the seat and is like... 
Uh, okay, he's going to take a shot at uh, Bafo. Uh, with disadvantage, it's a 10 to hit. I'm guessing oh, that doesn't... Miss. Yeah, okay. Alright, uh, you see a crossbow bolt hit the seat, stick into it, but... And then after, after it connects, my head pops back up and I look around again. <laughs> I hate this cat so much. <clears throat> Bless you, John. Alright, uh, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> next up after that is Lealta's turn. Alright, so when... Uh... It's Bafo. I'm sorry, Bafo or Bafo? Bafo. 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 Bafo sauce. Bafo. Like bath sauce. Bafo. Bafo. Okay, cool. Okay. Just to make sure I got that, that vowel correct. So Lealta's going to see the violin come out and her eyes go, are going to go wide. She's going, it does exist. I didn't even think that was real. And she's going to hold up her hand in a stopping motion at the, the bad guys. Petey's the closest. Wait, we can talk about this. What are you guys even doing here? And accidentally, this is going to shoot out a sacred flame at Petey. And he's going to have to roll a dexterity save uh, 12. Okay, sure thing. Let's find out. He did. He saved. Okay, he so no damage. Thing. No negative two. effects. Ah. <laughs> yeah, level two. Nobody hits anything. All right. And there's a, a big flame of light that shoots down right next to him. And, and then she's... Mialta's just gonna stare at her hand in there and stare at Petey. And he's and just she... looking too, because you just talk it out, and then a giant pillar of flame just manifested in the cabin. Uh... And that's right. That's it, you're dead. And, uh... Alright. Garpoon, you're up. Alright, Garpoon yeah. is going to immediately use his bonus action, which is to wield two weapons. And he <laughs> pops out with two axes. And they're in both hands, and he's ready to roll, and he yells, You meet Garpoon! <laughs> and uh, I leap in front. Uh, can I? Am I in a place where my movement can be blocking? I'd like to be able to block the cat and Lialta. I don't know if it's possible. I mean, you I kind of already are. You're right in the middle. Okay, I'd like to just position myself so that I'm... As as in front of the alt and in particular, she's a soft target, and I'm trained to not let those get hit. So I'm gonna get in front of her. Am I in range of anybody there? Yeah, uh, you have uh, Petey right in front of you. Then I am going to uh, two-handed. Now, okay, I'm new to melee classes in the game, so forgive me here, but I have a twenty range. Uh, I have range 20 on both of my weapons. I assume my turn can be both weapons or can it only be one swing with one weapon? Um, so let me just make sure it's not anything I've, different I've for been, you. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, pretty uh, sure it's, two. it's melee attacks. Yeah. yeah. So I think if it was your bonus action to pull out your weapon, I think you've burned that because that's yeah. what you would need for your second attack. So All I right. think this turn... You can just make one attack with one of your axes. All right, fair enough. Uh, this yeah. I'm going to swing this uh, sword or this this uh, axe rather, and take a shot at Petey. Is it? Okay. Yep. That gives me one d six plus three. So. Uh, you, well, first you have to see if he hits. So oh, roll sorry, a d20 sorry, sorry, and sorry. add five. All right, hold on. I got all the wrong dice up. Thirteen to hit. That hits him. Okay, good. 
then eight damage. All right. And then four yeah, PD. And that's what I, that's all I got. All right, so you pull out a weapon with one hand, but you've already got one ready to go in the other, and you just bring it up into Petey, who's caught off guard by... He wasn't expecting this level of resistance, and you just cleave him right in the shoulder, and uh, he just lets out a... Ah! And uh, that's going to be your turn. Uh, that brings us back around to Hemshaw, who's going to continue to be useless. He's not doing anything. Uh, Bafo. I look over at Hemshaw and I see him panicking. I see the, the witness the destruction of Lealta and feel like I've got good allies on my side. So I ask you, DM, <clears throat> I want to use my feline agility, which is not a bonus, it's not an action, to double my movement speed. Can I, do I have, that would make it 60? Do I have enough running room to leap to the back and hit one of the back artillery guys? Let's see, 60... So that gives you actually your full 30. You wouldn't quite make it. Oh, no. All right. Um, Not without dashing. I mean, you could do it, but if you intended to attack when you get there, you can't make it. No, no. So with feline agility, I can get 60 feet of movement. Right. But you would be jumping over seats, which is going to be difficult okay, to so There's no clear path for me to go full 60 on that. No, Garpoon, is, uh, Gar- Garpoon and Petey are blocking the aisle currently. All right, so I can actually use a dash action as my bonus action as part of being a rogue. I okay. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'll yeah. still do that. So I'm going to move 90 feet on my turn. And basically Great. what it looks like is I turn into cat mode and I get on top of the seat and I start leaping over the seats on all fours, just like, just running in my Sherlock home clothes, and just like bolting down. And um, I've dropped the the ranged weapon. The, the heart string is on the ground. And with an action left, I'm going to shove the one of the bow guys to the ground and stand on top of him. All right, let's go ahead and make a grapple contest here. No, shove, not grapple. Oh, shove. Show. Yeah, I have it up because I knew it was going to come oh, up. Oh, I um, see it. I see it. So shoving is a my strength versus their strength or dexterity. Okay. And if I win, I push them to the ground, basically. And I'll explain the reason I'm doing that is because it would give me advantage on attacks, allowing me to get sneak attack dice. Okay. So, which is what why I was, hint, I was hinting at Garpoon to do it. Uh, 18. You beat him by a hot mile. So you right. give him a shove. Uh, this is Gordo, and you just—he just sees you running over seats at him, and he just, uh, uh, and he's trying to load his crossbow again, and you just, and you just push him right over onto the ground. Right, and I'm just sort of still savage, like just uh, claws come out, and that's my turn. <laughs> All right, uh, that is going to move us to uh, Petey. Uh, Petey is now engaged in combat uh, with Garpoon. He's going to go ahead and take a swing at you. He has a scimitar in his hand. He's going to pull that out and swing at you. I don't think that's going to hit. That's a 10 to hit. Uh, Does not hit. All right. So he just... But his arm is still hurt, and you just kind of... Amateur as he goes past you. And... uh, nothing doing 
and you see him start to get a little nervous at the casual nature with which that happened, and he kind of glances at Hemshaw and back at you, and he's sweating a bit. Uh, Bing uh, is going to have to spend his action trying to repair his crossbow. He gets nothing to do, because he, uh, he really really screwed the pooch on that last shot. Uh, <laughs> Gordo is going to use half his movement to stand up. Um, he's going to drop his uh, he's going to drop his uh, crossbow and he's going to produce a dagger uh, to fight you with um, mm-hmm. Baffo. Um, and uh, he's going to roll an attack on you. Okay. That is a 16 to hit. It's a hit. All right. You take uh, two damage. Okay. Can do. <laughs> I'll take that. All right. That is going to bring us around to uh, Lealta. You're, you're up. All right. Her hand's still up. She's really freaked out that she did damage, and she's going to... She's going to roll a persuade for her action. Let's just stop fighting. What do you want? We don't... No one has to die. We'll just... You want food? There's no food. I'm sorry. It's a seven. (laughs) And it's about that persuasive. It's... uh, He... You actually see Petey's head snap back, and you see him consider it, and then... He just ugh, grits his teeth, and he's still focused on Garpoon, who he's fighting against. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do for your turn? No, she's frantically trying to think of something she could offer them to stop the fight, because clearly they're not hungry. All right, uh, Garpoon, you are up. All right. I go, oi, still at it, boy. And I um, immediately uh, attempt to hit him. With two handed or with two weapons, so uh, roll two attack die plus plus five to both. Whoops, fifteen. No, that can't be. That's wrong die. Sorry, no, d20. That could be. No, I know, but it's still the wrong one. Hold on, I screwed up. Okay, there we go. Plus five, you said. Yeah, you have a plus five to hit, so roll d20 plus five. 25. For the first one... Did you roll a natural 20? No, 18 plus five. Oh, okay. Uh, And then um, 19, 14 plus five. Okay, so um, both of those are going to hit, so go ahead and roll your damage. Now, one of these is going to be 1d6 plus 3. The other is just going to be 1d6, I believe. Unless... Well, it says in my sheet that it's plus 3, but maybe there's a rule. I think it's because you don't have it set to offhand. Hold on, I can actually do that. You might be missing plus 2, which would be your proficiency bonus if it's a weapon you're not proficient with. Hold on. There we go. Uh, If you refresh your sheet, you will see that one of your hand axes has moved down to bonus action. Although it says you still get it. So actually, I, I think you might have something that gives it to you. Yeah, because the... I'm trying to remember when I did this, but the dual wield was a big part of me building the character out. Okay, yeah. And I yeah. think it so, gives oh, me yeah. advantage you, with it. You add the ability modifier to both. Okay, so roll uh, 2d6 and add 3 to both of them. Oh, he's got dual wielder. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that is a total. This is all to PD, right? So let's see. Yeah. That's a total of twelve. Twelve altogether. Okay. Um. You uh, you reach back with both of your axes and you just and you bring them down and you just cleave a V down to the center of PD's chest and PD just crumbles down onto the ground, lifeless. I go. That's my turn. And you hear both Gordo and Bing just let out a yell. Uh, and you hear Baffo go, I take back what I said. I'm glad to have a Goliath on the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Baffo, you're up. All right, so um, he got back up in front of me. How far away? This is Gordo that I'm facing down. Yeah. Bing is behind me, right? I sort of picture them as being both backline. Right now, uh, you are kind of perched on the back of one of the seats just for room to move. I mean, two people can technically sort of fit in a five-foot space. So you're in front of Gordo. To the right of you is the aisle. And then to mm-hmm. the right is where the other behind-the-seat area would be. And that's where Bing is. So he's about 10 feet to your right. Okay. Uh, let's see. I am just... I'm going to make two attacks with my claws and keep it simple. All right. All right. I don't have the dual wielder, but I can still make an offhand attack. attack. Yep. So um, I'm just going to go go hard and I basically just go shing, and my claws come out and I go <laughs> aiming for his neck real oh, okay. quick. Non-lethal though, please. Okay. I know it sounds weird, but it's I don't want to hit jugular. Okay. Roll uh, your... My first main attack missed and my second main, because it's two plus five is seven, and then I got 15. Okay. Okay. He, he kind of ducks out of the way of your first one. Um, or or what, your first one was the one that missed, or your second? Yeah, my, my regular action was the first was the one that missed, so I don't. it's my bonus okay. action for dual wielder, so I don't get my modifier for damage dice. Yeah, so go ahead and roll your damage on that. Two. Two. So I just, I'm just here, I got my paws up, and I go, and I'm like boxing him, and he's mostly blocking, but I get one in. Yeah, just... You just see a dark streak get carved across his cheek, kind of down into his neck, but not that deep. But he's bleeding. He's bleeding a bit. Um, and he lets out a little shriek. Ah! He wasn't really expecting to get clawed by a cat. And uh, all right, that is going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's, you know, he's fine. Uh, next up would have been Petey. Uh, Rip. Next up after him is Bing, uh, who has finally managed to fix his crossbow, uh, and he seems incredibly unsure what to do. Um, let's see. He's going to take a shot at uh, Garpoon with the crossbow for shooting his or killing his friend. Uh, that is an 18 to hit. Oh, Garpoon? On you, uh, on Garpoon. Uh, I guess that's a... I, this is going to sound like a really dumb question, but it's never been exactly the number f- before. So if my AC is 18, is that a hit? That is a hit. Okay. That's the number he had to hit to hit you. All right. So, that's actually a hit uh, then. Yep. He is going to uh, he is going to succeed at hitting you then. And that is going to be, if I can find the correct dice here. Oh, my gosh. Where are all my 5, dice? 5,000 damage. 
you're dead. That's over. <laughs> uh, that's going to be three damage, uh, three piercing damage to you. All right, three. All right. I go, Arr! Um, And then Gordo, uh, having been slashed, uh, is going to do one more desperate attempt to get you with his dagger. That's going to be a three total. I don't think that's going to hit. No, 13 is in my AC. All right, we are back around to the... Oh, no, we're to uh, Lialta. Lialta, go ahead and do your do your stuff. Okay, and, and Lialta's getting frustrated now, and she's, she's looking at the guy who fixed this harpoon who just shot a giant thing in front of her. Why? Your friend's dead. Everybody, he's dead. Why won't you stop? This makes no sense. And then she'll try to do the sacred flame again, and he'll have to make a dex 12 save. Oh, he got a natural 20. I'm ah. sorry. That's rough. Uh, so you say that, and you, uh, as you're throwing out your hands, you see just a huge, another fount of flame come flying through the cabin. Um, you know, it looks like maybe these things are coming out not exactly when you suspect them to, so uh, it's a little off the mark and hits behind him, but you see him kind of crouch down a bit, and... Uh, it was it was intimidating for sure. In fact, go ahead and make an intimidation check. Let's just oh, see nice. what all that together did to him. Thank you. Uh, sixteen. Okay, he seems very nervous. So just put it down. Surrender. Uh, Garpoon, you are up. Oi! All right. I'm pissed. No. Uh, who's? <laughs> I, I, give me a, where, uh, a lay of the land here. Who's closest to me in terms of a... Where's Lialta compared to me? Lialta is just to the left of you. Okay. Um, it, you would have to use your dash action to get within melee range of anybody at this point. Right. Which you can't do, because right. you'd have to go to the back of the train. Right. Um, but... Uh, or you could move your 30. You could theoretically either hold an action if somebody approaches or throw something. It's up to you. But they are they are over thirty feet away, so you can't get up to them and attack in the same turn. All right. I'm gonna throw one of my axes okay. at anyone who's within twenty feet range. Hey, that is that's uh, a bad guy. I mean, none of them are within twenty. None feet. of them. Okay. I want you could move thirty feet up and then throw. And how far are they from me then? Uh, they'd be about 20 feet. All right, let's do that. Okay. Move up so to there. You move, you move up about 30 feet towards the back. And which one are you going to throw at? The one uh, Baffo's fighting or the one that shot you with the crossbow bolt? One that shot me with the crossbow bolt. What's his name, okay. Bing? Uh, his name is Bing, yeah. You smarmy piece of rat shite. Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> and then I take the axe. <laughs> And I huck it as hard as I can at that dude. Okay. Um, it's because it's a thrown weapon. I get the same uh, damage and stuff. So let me give you the um, the the hit. Hold on. Are you going to do this with both your axes? You can throw both if you want. No, because I have another cool idea. Okay. This is a little experimental and hopefully not dumb, but I'm going to try it. Okay, here we go. Uh, that would be a, oh, geez, 18 plus 5. So whatever that is. That hits, yep. Yeah, that hits is hit. what it does. Um, all right, so then damage dice. Let's do 
Uh, that's just four plus another three, so that's seven points of damage after I throw the axe. Okay, seven points of damage to Bing. It and, uh, it embeds itself squarely in his in the his arm and just a bit of his chest, and his arm just immediately goes loose and limp and drops the crossbow. All right, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to re- reach way back into my the rear of my gear, <laughs> the rear of my gear, uh-huh. and I'm going to pull out the um, long sword that I have back there, which I okay. think I get to hold in a single hand because of the yeah. way I spec him. All right, so I'm gonna now I am still dual wielding, but I've got a sword in this hand, axe in this hand, and my other axe is embedded in the other dude. You certainly do. All right. Yeah, a free action, I think. You'd still have another action. Do I have another action? You can yeah, interact with one object for One free. object, yeah. You, if you wanted to throw something else, you could, but if you want to just be armed with two weapons, you that would be the end of it. Um... Throw the other axe. You know we'll what? Yeah, why not? Thing. It's not going to hurt anything. I'm going to... Yeah, throw yeah, the other axe. Let's throw the other axe at the same guy. All right. So another, um, another one of those. So this one gets hooked. And that is a 22. <laughs> oh, that, that hits. Yep. All right. Jeez. And damage. Another seven. Four plus three. Okay, so uh, you throw an axe. It embeds in him. You pull out a long sword and you see him. He's already his arms down. He already looked like he was ready to run. And he goes, ah. And then you just kind of go, ah. And you throw the other axe at him. And he goes, ah. And he turns and it hits him in the side of the head. And he falls up against the window. Uh, you see the glass shatter. Blood splashes on the glass. And he slowly slides down the wall. And I go, <laughs> And that's my turn. All right, Bafo, you are up. You are, uh, or yeah, you're up. Garpoon, I, I need this one alive. I'm gonna turn to him, look at him, and be like, I need this one alive. All right. Don't and... kill him. And then I'm gonna turn around and continue boxing him. <laughs> okay. With my cat paws. Uh, so regular action attack. Frick. Three. It's not gonna hit. Bonus attack. Nine plus five is fourteen. That hits. Roll your damage. I wish the first roll would be good three. I keep like boxing about my cat paws. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like a cat does when they go? Well, no, it's a serious punch, but also I'm not like, I'm not battle hardened like you, so I'm not giving them MMA punches. I'm giving them like, right, you know, little, my punches are more amateurish, but I've got claws. Sure. But I'm doing this all this non lethally. Okay. That's my turn. All right, Gordo is terrified, and he is going to tear off his hood, and uh, you notice immediately that he is a human. Um, And he is going to try to run out the back door, which does provoke an attack of opportunity on him from Yuvo. Oh. Wait, is that... Sorry, where did he move to? I missed that part. Uh, he's going to try and go out the back of the train, the door they came in. Okay. You don't get advantage on opportunity attacks, do you? Sure. Right. You do not. All right. This is not, fight's not favorable for a rogue, but I will make my attack action. Four. Wow. Uh, plus five is nine. 
Nope. It unfortunately does not get him. You kind of bat at him, and your claw catches his cloak. Did my claw catch a shoe and take off one of his shoes? At least? <laughs> no, you just you just tear a big line through his cloak, and right. he runs and just leaps off the back of the train. Well, it's and, moving. Yeah, you uh, you see his body hit and tumble, and the train continues forward and. For at least as long as you can see, the body doesn't move, but it quickly disappears into the distance. And I stand in the window so you can see my silhouette for the nice film shot as the train sort of moves off into the fog. I'm standing in the window looking. <laughs> All right. Even though I didn't get any of the kills, I'm looking the coolest out of everybody. <laughs> Baffo is posing, um, and that is the end of combat. You all may uh, move freely. Awesome. I'll cast uh, my channel, Divinity Preserve Life. So between the two of you, uh, there's 10 HP to spread between the two of you to heal yourselves. Oh, I need. I only need four. So I only need four. Uh, no, three. What do I have? Or I five. Need five. Sorry. Yeah, I only need a few. Sweet. So we heal. Bling. Yeah. That was. I've never seen one before. A human. That means these guys. And then she'll start taking the hoods off the dead ones. Okay, you pull the hoods off the ones who have died. Uh, one's actually very hard to do because he has an axe in the side of his head, <laughs> uh, but you do manage it. Uh, they are all human. Okay, I wish to examine the corpses for branding. Okay, you pull up the sleeves, uh, which reveals the wrist, which is normally where a, a glyph is placed for branded humans, and uh, both of them do have uh, glyphs. They are branded. Okay, and I want to smell the clothes on the corpses to see if I know where they might have come from. Make Last an insight bin. check. All right. Please don't do the crotch. Plus seven is 18. Okay, you take in the smell of the clothing um, as well as just the, the general look of it. Um, everything indicates uh, you're not fami super familiar with this area, that you've traveled very far to the south and the west, but everything has that kind of arid desert dust and smell to it. Um, any any so, traces of food particles, what they might have eaten over the course of that day? No, you just get the general sense that they're probably from the same area that you... Any oil stain, any stains on the clothes? No. I go, oh, this is, uh, okay. cat, move out of the way, and I want to get my axes back. Okay. Excuse me. I come in there, and I Uncle, take it out. Get your axes. Take the other one, wipe them off on my, my big pants, <laughs> and put them back on their... On their little hand, handle holder things on my side, on my waist. I'd, I'd like to take off their shoes, if they're wearing shoes. Knock yourself sure. out. And I'd like to know if they're wearing socks. Um, yeah, they're wearing socks. What color of socks are they? White. I mean, they're stained, but they were white at one point. Now, are they dirty or clean? Dirty. I look at Lealta and I look at um, Garpu and I say, they've been wearing the same clothes for a number of days. That's... They don't smell of any food, which means they are hungry. Mm. Oh, we didn't have any food. They're not going to eat now. <laughs> I searched their bodies for any notes or any clues in pockets and things like that. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation check. Check if 13. they've got money. Oh, yeah, 13. Yeah. 
Okay, you uh, you rummage through uh, what they have. You find a total of seven gold between the two of them. Um, seems maybe they either one of them spent some money or they did not carry the same. You assume sure. they got paid for what I they were check, doing. I smell the gold. Anything? No. I chuck it on the ground. Move on. Oh, okay. Garpoon's feet. Garpoon's feet, since he said he was. Uh, Hemshaw is going to stand up from behind and just sort of... Well, that was fantastic. Uh, Good job. Uh, Hey, we all came together as a team and we did it. Hemshaw, you want to explain explain why these men were after you? I, I mean, I don't know. I would assume these are the same people that got the last engineer, but I don't know. Funny that. Look, engineers, the reason we typically have to travel with protection is because the tools we use to repair these things are worth a lot. And, uh, you know, bandits and criminals like to rob us. And if we can't defend ourselves, sometimes we get abducted and offered back at ransom. I was going to say that engineers are actually a profession wherein they are in great peril most of the time. That's why they hired you, Garpoon. Did you not realize that? I don't... It's not my normal line of work. And um, as you're talking, you feel the train give a lurch. And it is slowing down. It seems claws out. Feet have... claws. Feet claws and, and hand claws on the... Lealta falls over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lealta falls on the ground. Uh, we've got Baffo uh, holding himself... Garpoon, this isn't enough to knock you anywhere. You're All fine. Right. All right. Uh, and the train comes into the station, and uh, you hear the doors opening, and uh, a gnarly-looking little gnome comes walking in. Yeah. Sweet! What happened in here? We got attacked by humans. Would you believe it? They're two dead ones. I don't care. You made a mess of my train. They made a mess of the train. We were fine. Uh, my good man, I'm sure uh, you have people on your payroll that you can pay to clean it up. And then I push past them to get my violin yeah. that I left in the back. Yeah, me. I'm the one that's going to clean it up. Well, now get you off can my train. Get you off can... my train. That, that's both. That's seven get gold. Can I, we give I... them... Who's, ta- who's talking? Who is that? It's not our money. Who is it that's screaming at us? Where feel, what it, where is it? You feel a little tiny. Yeah, Gary, look down. <laughs> oh, it's a little it's a little tiny man. Hello, little get, man. Get, get off my train. This is your train, is it? Yes. Well, I didn't like and You've made a mess. <laughs> There's blood all I, over the place. I almost stepped on you and I would have felt not too bad about it. This one's nearly in two pieces. Well, that's what you get when you attack old Garpoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're killing me. We'll get and off the you. gnome just starts cursing and pushes past you. You do notice he is he is gathering up gold that's on the ground as he moves. Okay. He's very quick to do so. Okay. Look at it this way. You will have a full day of work to feel proud of. Um... Yes. And I awkwardly walk out the car. Before a response comes. Okay, so you uh, you all depart from the train. Um, you make your way through the train station. 
Uh, it's not really much of a station. It's kind of a small building um, that just kind of allows the train to stop if they need to refuel it or resupply it or anything. They are able to do that there. Um, and there's just a little stairway leading down. At the bottom of the stairs, you see a Tortolan just sitting there. What, like the just turtles and wow, those tur those turtles? Uh, or maybe not. Did I say they're tortolan? Called, they're called turtles and turtles. Uh. Yes, sorry. Wow has ruined me, and I will always call them tortolans. <laughs> Almost the same thing. Yeah. Tortle is yeah. down there. Yeah. Lialt is going to turn to the engineer. Could I feed that one lettuce? Off the train. <laughs> oh. He's still behind us. Lealta, uh, that one only has one concern, and that's the train. And you. Um, you also see pacing back and forth near the turtle is a uh, is a, a tiefling uh, woman who is just kind of nervously pacing. Oh, uh, that must be Elder Loom. And I look to get her attention. Elder Loom, I presume. Leanne, she says. Leanne. I, I wrote it down wrong in my notes <laughs> um elder lien we are uh the company of men that grizz uh, sent along with the engineer i think we were to meet you here yes i know who you are i need you to move with me immediately please uh, right then okay um just a quick question is there anywhere to get something to eat before we start any big conversation chocolate eclairs <laughs> i'm star i could eat a horse Let's do it. She looks, like a horse, she, a horse and chocolate eclairs, please. She looks around and she she seems agitated that you are asking for more at this point, and she just sort of gestures. I will see to it that you will receive refreshment once we are speaking. All right, then let's press on. There's work to do. Come on, Garpoon. Don't kill anything. We we have to make our way to uh, follow this woman, and don't kill her either. Lead the way. And, Everyone go ahead and make a perception check. Perception as a group. 17 <laughs> plus. Is that advantage seven. then? 24. Oh, wow. Uh, hold on. I forgot if I have anything. 14. Uh, oh, I do have plus three. Jeez. Okay. My um, passive perception is 17, by the way. Just... Oh, 15. <laughs> 15. So as you, are, as you are following her, you kind of just survey around. And you see the tortola, uh, turtle looking around, just, just he's not moving. He looks like he has something to do. He's not doing it. Uh, but then, from behind the stairway leading down, comes a weird cat, and you can't immediately tell what's off about the cat, except that it just is a hundred percent totally not a cat to you. Baffle, can I mean, you speak to cats? Um. Are you asking me what languages that I speak? Well, there's a cat over there. Could you talk to it? If it <laughs> speaks common or dwarfish or elvish, then yes, I might be able to speak with it. But <laughs> I cannot speak cat. Silly girl. Oh. You're such a silly girl. Go, go out, Give it a shot anyway. This should be entertaining. What do you, mean? You, you, you want me to say meow to it? <laughs> As you talk about the cat, you feel but... a tug and the tiefling says, Forward! You are wasting so much time! And she starts stomping off uh, even faster now. Garpoon, I have an idea. I, I think you might know how to speak cat. Oi. Say something in cat to me. 
uh, lick your balls, you little piece of shit. No, that's oh. common. Isn't it meow? Doesn't it go meow? Can't oh. you say meow? Yeah, I don't do it very often. That's, well, that's give embarrassing. It try. I think you might be able to speak cat. That's embarrassing. I'll give it a shot, though. Okay. We'll approach the cat. All right, here we go. <clears throat> oh, I think he understood you. I don't know what I'm saying. Try again, with more emphasis this time. <laughs> Turn to Lealta and I'm like, I think he's saying hello in cat. Lealta's eyes will get wide and she 100% believes you. Where did you learn to speak such good cat? I learned nothing. I just, this is just what cats sound like. I apologize for the bobs that I threw at you earlier. It seems you are quite good and intelligent with language. Mm, My rat's getting anxious around all these cats. Right. Can you speak rat? No. I just, well, I suppose we should go. I can see uh, Leon, Leon, Leon. Leon, Leon it looks quite upset. Uh, she doesn't look like anything. She is uh, about twenty feet away, walking oh. away from you. At oh, shit. At the We're behind. Get up. Go. Go. Wait. Go. Garpoon, where's Hemshaw? Did we leave him anywhere? Oh shit. Hemshaw is about the halfway point between you and her. He uh, stopped to watch the cat shenanigans. Saw her walk away. Kind of did the, are we going to look at the cat or are we going with her? Saw that we were looking at the cat and then made up his mind to follow her. Okay. Uh, they're, they're leaving us behind. We got to go. All right. Well, let's go. I, I do want uh, some food. Later on, I'll show you how I can do a horse sound. I can do that one as well. I quite look forward to it, Garpoon. Yeah. Won't do it. This is amazing. Good. All right. So we, what we follow. Okay. Yeah. You uh, follow the cat. Um is it okay if I picture Lealta skipping? Jeez, I'll one. put that cat in my head. <laughs> oh, somewhere. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you don't have too, too far to go. Um, it's uh, it's actually a little ways through a couple hills, but it's actually the first building you come to on the right. It's kind of a bigger home. Um, it's about actually the same size as the train station. Everything here is a little on the small side, uh, all made of wood. Uh, all of it, none of it's painted. None of it has any frills or amenities to it. It's all just dirty and functional in this town. Um, and you can see that it's a gathering of buildings. The building that she is going towards is a little bigger than the other homes around it. Um, and you uh, follow her. She kind of waits. And when she turns around and sees how far behind you uh, or behind her, she, you all are, she lets out a big sigh and just waits as you continue to approach. Um, and you go ahead and she ushers you on in. Okay. All right. We, we go ahead in. Yeah. Right. So let's get straight down to bit. I just don't know why I made her a dwarf. All of a sudden. <laughs> Wait, is this a building we're in? Yeah, you're in, uh, you're in her home. Okay. Uh, but it seems to function as an office. The front little entryway um, has been kind of converted. You can see a couple of doors leading off to what would be other rooms. None of it suggests, based on the size of the outside, that this is a very big place. Uh, so the front little entryway has been converted to be something of a makeshift office. There's a desk with a lantern uh, right on the front of it, some papers. Um, seems like she works out of her home. 
Okay. I'm also smelling. Is there a smell of any fresh food? Any food at all? No. I, with my default perception of 17? No. Okay. Uh, so she ushers you in and, uh, says, let's get right to business. Uh, and Hemshaw steps forward. Hi. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm engineer Hemshaw and, uh, these are my bodyguards and that's what I want to do. Uh, I want to get right to it. Let's just, let's just get it done. Um, we, we were told to meet with you. You're the elder. Yes, my name is uh, Elder Leon, and uh, I think that's what I said, right? Mm-hmm, it is. Yep. Okay, you said I, it, and I was like, I was like, I oh, was just there looking around. <laughs> I was like, Bo, Bo caught yeah. me. I made up a different name. No, mm, yeah. no, no. My name no. is Leon Karala. I thank you all for coming. The way station about five months ago. Uh, was drained of power. We had somebody else come out to assist with it. They were able to repair it, but it already is malfunctioning again. And well, it Hemshaw. sounds like you didn't have a very good engineer last time. And you see Hemshaw go rigid. Uh, no, he, he he's a great engineer that helped out last time. Uh, I am certain he did a fantastic job. So and... why is it it's us doing it? Why, why are you going out there then? If he's so great, where is he now? Uh, I believe he's dead. Oh, that's real good. That's Not a home. very successful time at the... I think... Dead. He's, he's dead. It's a concept you're familiar with. You oh, yes. No, I just all this praise for the last engineer. But no, he died. Hemshaw mm. turns around and says, he didn't die. About five months ago, Grizz came out here. He was the engineer that repaired this place. And typically when a waste station loses power, they send an engineer out, they repair it. It's good for a couple of years, but this one already going down again, it, it's strange. Mm. And Leon oh, nods. Oh, oops. Uh, Leon nods and says, Yes, it is very weird. They sent out another engineer uh, by the name of Didio. He went missing when he went to repair it. And now we have you. He's still missing, never turned up again. Uh, yes, he went. Well, I'll bet you he's, I'll bet he's dead too. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I, I spoke too soon when I said that he might be dead. Uh, Didio is missing, according to Leon. 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 Sorry, I have a bit of trouble pronouncing that name. Let's move on. Um, for uh, you, it may be Elder Karala, if it's easier for you. Well, and to Karala. be fair, in his books, he's always had trouble with Infernal. <laughs> so your name's probably a little tough to pronounce. Very well. Uh, we were to meet someone named Sporsmeyer. Is he made himself known? Yes, we are familiar with Sporsmeyer. He is um, he is a druid uh, from near the human colony that resides uh, to the southwest. Oh, so we'd have to meet him there. Um, He'd be meeting us here. And at that moment, you hear the door behind you 
push open and the cat from earlier comes walking into the room again you look at it and it is not moving at all like a cat if this and was your cat why did you get so upset we went to pet it that is not my cat and Kyle, would you like to finally introduce your character? All right. Walking in comes a cat looking like one of those uh, Lycoi, the werewolf cats. Very, very matted hair and has this sort of Rafiki style explosion of hair in the back, balding. And the cat form gives up and outfolds a 5'3 little 63-year-old young man. He's got a receding lion's mane of gray hair, uh, these large sideburns that come up his cheeks and come out in points, and this isolated goatee. He's wearing a leather vest, just the vest part. He's got a white armpit hair exploding out from beneath his arms, hunched over a little bit like a frog, and sandals, shorts. He's got a pack on. And this curved scabbard at his back with a scimitar in it. Hi. Hi. You're not the arrival. You're not a cat at all. No. You're a human. I am. What do you like to eat? Oh, I got some here. And he and he grabs one of the bags at his side. It's uh, mother mushrooms, but they do the job, you know. They're good. Dried out. Mother mushrooms? As in mother, father and mother? What? Did you call them mother mushrooms? Dried mushrooms? Mother mushrooms. Like, you know how you had a dad and a mom at one time? Sure. <laughs> so mom mushrooms. <laughs> oh. I mean, I guess all... We all have moms. Mushroom, okay, you, you didn't say mother mushroom then. I must no. have misunderstood. Uh, my bad. But would you like some? Hold on a minute. Uh, well, I'm quite famished. Can yes, uh, please. And I hold out a paw. Uh, I'll take them. Uh, I'll try do one. You have any eclairs or horses? Oh, no. Oh. I can turn into a horse. I'm not very good at the the, I don't, the hoof part. I don't think we'd want to feed you to Gary though. I, I thought I thought your kind wasn't legal out here. Oh, I'm very illegal. <laughs> Uh, okay, I didn't expect that response. Yeah, no, this is a bit uh, unprecedented, they'd say, right? And the Very elder kind of jumps in and says, Look, out here we have to make do with what we have. There are many humans who have come out this far to seek refuge, and there are many that are unbranded out here. We do not judge. It is a hard life out here. We are just trying to survive. Free brand. I hold up my wrists, shake them. You know, if anyone, sure enough, no anyone brand. catches you without your brand, that'd be the can for you. I believe so. I mean, I'm not. Wait, even... is the is the can a real place or is it just <laughs> no? Like, it's just, okay, it's just a fr- uh, passing phrase. Okay. <laughs> How on uh, how on earth did you survive this long? Well, I spent most of the time in a cave. Uh, you know, a circle of spores outside of town. There's not anyone left there but me, but it's a good place. Do a few good deeds, keep the balance, you know what I mean? 
human men, Sporsmeyer, mm-hmm. I am wondering, um, were you always able to change your shape, or did you learn such powers when you came here? Oh, I've I had some teachers back in the day. Um, mm. You know, it's it helps keep uh, out of trouble. But... It's quite remarkable for a human to be able to practice the magical arts. Well, yes. Thank you. And Hemshaw kind of steps in and interjects in this conversation and says, look, I'm glad we've all gotten together, but honestly, I, at this point, think the mercenaries are just a formality. We've already dealt with the trouble on the train. It was great. You should have seen this one. Garpoon, he killed two of them. And the third one's probably dead. I I don't know. Uh, anyway, I problem solved, I think. Uh, I'm sure. What do you yeah. mean? You no longer need our services now that you're in town? Well, Is I assume the bandits were the... Those are probably the ones that got Didio, and... Uh... Well, this is why you're an engineer, and I'm an inspector. Uh, by oh. the way, suppose my I'm Inspector Baffosaltz. Please save your adulations for later. Um, oh. the, 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 we did not leave any, any of them alive, so we weren't able to question if there were more threats. Uh, you seem to have drawn a conclusion quite quickly that there were three and that uh, they, two of them perished and one jumped off the train. But what if there are more? How do we know? I smelt their socks. I could not tell. So while I couldn't say, yes, there are more of them, I can't say there aren't. What is this man talking about? What happened on the train? I, he hasn't smelled my socks. I don't know why I don't care. smells socks in the first place. I want to know what happened on the train. Disgusting habit. Uh, we were attacked by some bandits. Well, some men who were posing as bandits, but I could smell deception on them. They weren't very accomplished liars. Uh, they were attempting to assassinate Hemshaw here. And curiously enough, Hemshaw does not want any protection now. Why would that be? I, no, I'm, I don't. It's not that I don't want protection. I would definitely like you to come with me to repair the way station. I just, I mean, it's just a bit of a formality is all I'm saying. We can probably just get going. Oh, well, what time of day is it, DM? Uh, so right now the train came in. It, you left very early in the morning. Uh, you've arrived. It's a little, it's getting into the afternoon at this point. Well, I'd like to leave, but first, I think we should bring some supplies with us, perhaps, or go for some lunch. Yeah, we were promised food by this one. I look at the tiefling. She rolls her eyes. Yes, you can go get food at the inn when we're done with our business. And Hemshaw kind of smiles and says, it, it's fine. I need to get my tools prepared anyway. I have a bit I have to take care of in town. If you guys want to go get food, that's not a problem. Don't you need a bodyguard, though? I mean, I'm in the middle of town. I don't think this is going we to be a problem. We were on the middle of a train. Well, is yes, it... but the engineer was the only other person on there, and he wasn't going to do anything. We should That's all the stay three together. Were on there too. All stay together. That's how we. The... That's how this goes. No arguments. The elder holds up her hand and says, "He will be quite safe here. You don't have to worry. I will go ahead and get one of my people." I've heard this story before. Look, <laughs> I I don't so much care what happens to him <laughs> as I do what happens to the girl. 
She's too young to be here. It's like dragging a child with us. What? You don't know anything about me, Gary. I know you like to eat horses. I, I, and I know you know how to kill people, but what do you know about me? Very little, but I know you can't take care of yourself on your own, so you're staying with me, regardless of what happens. The engineer can do whatever he wants. I agree. Uh, you may be of an enlightened race and uh, have considerable power, but you are... Uh, I will young, have young... you know I have survived three months by myself. I believe it. I believe it. I'm just saying. Well, um... <laughs> congratulations, first of all. And uh, second, you're staying with Kapun. You have to stay with us. It's just the way it yeah. is. That's the rules. That's how it goes. I don't want to well, hear about... I hope we the... find dog and no horse. And uh, then she's uh, going to go sulk in a corner. I can make do with a dog. It's fine. Listen, you'll be thanking me when I save you from the clutches of some bastard out in the world. Uh, so calm yourselves down. What, cat? What? I just wanted to know if Sporsmeyer was allowed inside the establishment, given that he's a, a human. All this right. town so, is very understanding of Sporsmeyer's situation. He could go full oh. cat. It's fine. Be what you gotta be. Tell me, um, I look at you, the armpit hair that's bursting from underneath your, <laughs> your arm. Are you wearing a shirt? No, you mentioned the armpit hair. So, yeah, a vest, uh, so it's open on the side with the armpit <laughs> hair floating out. How difficult is that to clean? Oh, it is? Mm. That's not so bad. It's worse when I'm a cat, because then I have to use the... Isn't no. it easier when you're a cat form? Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're pretty used. Well... Hey. He's always oh. licking his junk. Do you lick yourself? Ew. I do. He, oh. he doesn't like fish. What? Doesn't like fish. Right, let's go to the inn and have this conversation. I'd like to get something to eat if possible. And you look at the elder and she goes, This I like this idea. Please get out. Right. And if you see Takuri, please send her here. I will have her watch. The engineer. You want, us, you want us to send some curry? To curry. If to she's curry. a tabaxi like you, she is typically over by the gate. Hmm. If you Very leave well. town, send her this way. I know where the inn is. I can lead him there without much trouble. Huh? Follow the cat and I'll transform you know, back into my little matted hair cat that still keeps my kind of wild hair and armpit explosions on it. Okay, and as you do that, I make a big show of snapping my feet together and standing up straight and facing uh, Leanne, and then bowing deeply so that my hair is like whoosh and then getting back up, and then I flourish and exit the building. I go, and I go, right! And I slap my legs and go, now the fancy boy cat's had his time, let's go eat! And then I'll <laughs> slowly get up and like kick stones along the way and stare at the ground and huff very loudly. All right, you all step out following Sporesmeyer. Uh, he's going to be leading you to the inn, which isn't far. It's just a little further in town, a little to the south, and uh, starts walking you over in that direction. Uh, but as you are approaching it, a very finely dressed elven woman um, comes walking up, and she, she walks up to Lialta, and... She looks around, and she kind of says, oh, excuse me, to the rest of you. And she leans in and says, I know who's responsible 
find me at the human village. You will find your answers there. And then stands up and continues on. Who hears this? Just Lialta. Lialta's eyes are going to get really um, Actually, yeah, with your, with your passive perception, you probably heard it. But I pretended like I didn't. And I didn't hear she'll anything. Perk back up again, and all of a sudden she's happy, and she'll start following along. Best friends with everybody. <laughs> all right. So, are you going uh, to continue to the inn? Is that? Yeah, uh, I just want to do some percepting to see if there isn't a bakery shop before choosing the inn. There is absolutely not. This town is incredibly small. It's made up of maybe seven or eight buildings total. Most of is. them homes. Uh, homes. Uh, so. Hounds. <laughs> Hounds. <laughs> Nothing but hounds as far as the eye can see. Yeah. All right, then. Let us go. And I, I've, if everyone's being slow, I'm speed walking. I'm hungry. I want to eat. So I go and open the door. What do I see? All right. You enter the inn. It is... Uh, oh, and I, I roll up the the my ja- the, the sides of my jacket. So uh, What do they call that? Collar. My collar yeah. slipped up. Uh, you you enter the inn, and uh, we're actually going to go ahead before we describe the inn. We'll say that's our break for now. Yes, yes. break. I love break. Breaks are good. And I love coming back from break. Chat room, uh, thanks for hanging in. We'll be back in a second. Go take a pee like we're going to do, whatever you got to do. And uh, we'll be right back <laughs> okay, with more. Stay tuned. We are rolling, and John, it's back to you. All right, so we last left off. Our party has finally all assembled, all four of them, uh, in the town of Commons Rest. We have met the Elder, and the Engineer Hemshaw has said that he needs a little bit of time to prepare before going to repair the way station. Uh, They decided they wanted to go get some refreshments at the inn because they've been promised such. And uh, on the way, they ran into an elven woman uh, who whispered to Lialta that she knows who's responsible and to find her uh, outside the human community to the uh, west of town. And they have now just entered the inn. It is uh, mostly empty. You actually look, and at a far corner of the inn, there's just a mound of fur uh, that I don't think Lialta would know what it is the rest of you might um it is a uh, bugbear just passed out on top of a on top of the table just all bundle of hair uh which is a little alarming to see because traditionally not found in civilized settled areas um and certainly not just lounging around in a bar uh on a day casually but uh as you're looking at that and taking it in uh, you hear a voice from around the, the bar and you see a dwarven woman step out and uh, she steps forward. And... All right, all right. What'll it be? Can I pet it? I'll, Lealta will point to the bugbear. Oh, nope. Nope, 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 honey. You're not going to want to do that. Uh, that there's Gluth. He's better just left alone. Okay. He's not going to hurt nobody back there. He's just a little drunk. I, um, hello, uh, good woman. Um, I'm in Baffo Salts. Uh, can I get some uh, a menu, perhaps? Or, or what are you serving? 
here today. Well, uh, we have water if you need it, beer if you want it, and our special of the day is a cabbage soup on account of the fact it's the only thing on the menu what makes it special. What kind of um, meat you got? Cabbage soup. That's not meat. It is if you pretend hard enough, sweetie. Uh, can I ask you, um, do you serve anything else? Like, um, I would like a refreshing bowl of milk, please. She thinks for a moment and, eh, it's a weird thing to ask for, but sure, I think I can probably get that for you if you need it. Oh, jolly good. Uh, perfect. I'll have the milk and, um, do you serve any pastries here? No, we have cabbage soup. Um, is there anyone who serves pastries in town? She just laughs at you and walks away. It's a ridiculous question. Uh, I'll have cabbage <laughs> soup and looking at everyone in defiance and a beer. All right, coming right up. Uh, I'll take the cabbage soup if, if that's all that's on offer and better than nothing. All right, so you, uh... How do you not have any meat? How do you people survive here? How's everyone not just dead? can't eat here this is terrible she uh, with you. she looks at you and she says look around here it's a little harder to come by certain things we have whatever is on the menu on any given day are there any given days where you got meat you had meat yesterday because cabbage soup's gonna give us all the shits she, we all tell go wide-eyed and look up at you. She clearly doesn't know what the shits are. Don't worry about it, little one. Can I roll a history check to find out if I know if Asimar's shit or not? <laughs> uh, you don't have to roll for that. They do. Bo, okay. everybody poops. Well, you know, I never know. So, <laughs> biology of, of an Asimar I'm not really familiar with, So, but my character would be, so I need to know that. You don't even have bacon. She ignores you. It has been made clear what's on the menu. Now, is Sporsmeyer in cat form? Yeah, I, I run over and uh, jump up on one of the tables and kind of pop my butt down. Oh, uh, two two bowls of milk, please, if if I may impose. She looks uh, at you, looks at the cat. Meh, she just gives a little grunt and starts gathering it up. She uh, lays out uh, two bowls of cabbage soup, uh, two bowls of milk. And uh, anything to drink? Uh, a beer. Oh, right. She uh, goes back, puts down a beer. It's warm. What do you got that's a little... Got a little more kick than the beer. It's cabbage soup and cabbage soup, my good friend. Oh. Come, you enjoy can your order multiple beers. So all you've got is beer. That's right. I, I hate this town. Gary, you're negative. <laughs> yes, you're quite negative, Gary. You're bringing us all down. Uh, lunch should be a festive time. Let us enjoy it. Chat. Spores, um, uh, scratch once if they have horses in this town. Wow. <laughs> so I have this picture as soon as the milk is delivered that Spores and I both immediately plunk our faces into the bowl like, <laughs> like both of us at the same time in unison just go after the bowl of milk well uh, Spores how do you drink the milk uh, 
at first I try to make little cat straw lips, but don't have enough lip to do it, so I sort of And I'm attacking the bull, like tongue out. I got a big panther tongue, and I'm like, and milk sprays everywhere as I just lap it up. And when it gets onto my snout, I tongue goes right out and cleans off my nose. I'll see this and give it a shot. I sit there just pissed because I'm not eating your damn cabbage and I'm not eating the milk. (laughs) And I don't want a warm beer, so I'm going to be very petulant and just sit there it's not bothering her she uh she just goes she's cleaning the counter where the milk is spraying yeah and while i'm spraying milk i'm i mean drinking milk and spraying it the i would like to um do an uh an assessment of the area like the kitchen if possible i want to look for crumbs i want to look for food stuff so i just I want to see if there's anything warm any source of fire like is the kitchen visible do i have to peek into a door no it looks like everything gets cooked pretty much right behind her okay right. i would so also like hearth back there i would okay. also like to do a perception check to see if she's lying to me okay about go ahead and roll it if there's any meat in the damn kitchen or somewhere stored that's insight is it? I thought sorry. it'd be. Uh, sorry, bad habit. I'm not the DM. Shut up, Bo. Is... Go ahead and roll. John says you do. You want insight or perception? You can roll perception. All right. That would be 18. Okay. So, judging by what you've seen coming into town, uh, walking through town, um, your assessment of this town is this town has about. Like I said, about eight buildings total. Uh, it is the in an area called the Badlands because it is the most southwest that civilization essentially reaches. Uh, this town is a glorified stop for a train to kind of resupply before moving back out. Um, they survive on whatever's available at any given moment, and they are used to living with very little. Uh, so there is a very good chance that she's being honest with you uh, as to if meat's available, it's meat. If there's no meat and they've got cabbage, it's cabbage soup. You know, the next day might be something else. Uh, they just sort of make do with what they have at any given moment. All right. I'm going to just pull out one of my rations then, of which I have on my person, and begrudgingly yeah. eat the thing I would normally not need to eat in a place that serves food! <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. All right. Um, uh, madam, uh, do you have a name that I could refer to you by instead of lady? Yeah, uh, name's Madeline Shinetop. Uh, Mrs. Shinetop, um, do you have a washroom here? Um, and I put Just my balls together and Madeline, darling. Uh, Madeline, um, do you have a a, a washroom? Or a, yes, a place where that I can close the door and relieve myself <laughs> yeah there's a outhouse out back you have anything indoors and a little cleaner than an outhouse and no 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 i'm gonna no, let you don't. piss inside what do you use the outhouse too no i use the cooking sink <laughs> oh good lord the alto will slowly push the bowl of cabbage away from her <laughs> <laughs> All right, I make my way to the outhouse. All right, I'll be back. Uh, don't go anywhere, you guys. I'm just going to the bathroom. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to do secret stuff, John. Do I? Okay. I will have obtained some of that secret stuff, you know, in town during my three months and all that. Probably have some. So. What? What secret oh, okay. stuff? Uh, silver sleep. Oh, okay. Fantasy um, drugs. <laughs> Bo wants to do drugs. Uh, all right. This uh, is too so... short of a campaign to make a big fuss about it. So, I'm, yes, okay. I'm going to the outhouse <laughs> to go inject myself. Just gotta go talk a bit. Okay, so go you go uh, you go sneaking into the uh, outhouse and you produce uh, one of your uh, silver sleep canisters. It looks kind of like uh, an eyedrop container, which is appropriate because the way it is administered is to tilt your head back and put the metal injector right at the corner of your eye and squeeze. Um, you do it for both eyes and uh, immediately all the sounds around you just kind of sound muted. Like you've got your hands over your ears and uh, you just, everything feels a little bit further away and quieter. Intelligence is such a burden. All right, so that's what Bo's doing out in the outhouse. Uh, what is everybody else doing in the end? Uh, Spores, would it be all right if we visited uh, the human town out west before uh, we head out for our job? And I look up from my scratch milk twice for yes. Covered, just dripping down my face. Now. <laughs> okay. So, Gary, where do you come from? What do you call me Gary for? Uh, I thought it was cute. All right, it's fine. It's just... It's got poon, but that's fine. Where do I come from? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Oh, a long ways away, little one. A place you wouldn't like. No? Lots of fighting, blood, anger, oh. sweat, tears. The worst this world has to offer. I've seen it all. But now I just need money. It's my sole reason for being here on this job. So is that what you brought what brought you out this way? Yeah. Just another way to pad me pockets with some more gold. Yeah, I've been sleeping on a bench for three months. It's The benches on the train were much more comfortable, though, so I consider that an upgrade. Hold on, you were homeless before this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I did something at home, and they weren't too happy about it. Uh, you know, how parents can be. What does your god say about it? He doesn't say much. I mean, it could be a she. I don't know. You guys with your fake gods and all. Yeah, exactly. Fake. Yeah, you don't want a god. No. That's exactly what you don't want. I don't. Be, it's I don't too think. Th I don't think they're there. It's just. A yeah. tr it's just a trick for children and old ladies. Uh, absolutely, you shouldn't hold sway to any deity. Well, you got that right. What about you, Spores? Do druids, uh, cat things, follow gods? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking back and forth between them each talk, looking very stiff, rigid, not cat-like at all. I don't think Leopold's he can... going to try to pet it. I don't think he can talk, young one. 
I'll lean away from it a little bit. And... Oh, come on. Right, I'll lean back. <laughs> Sitting up straight. So scratch an ear. Mm. Okay, that's weird. Then <laughs> she'll move her <laughs> hand back away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think about this time I will stumble back into the bar. All right. I stumble back in, and I lean up against the wall, I leave the door open, and I say, who's up for a song or two? I think I'm in the mood. Who's singing it? Not, uh, I, don't, I don't sing so much as I play the violin, and I produce the violin. Count me And out. in my sort of stupor, I start going... I start playing the violin uh, in the room. Yeah. So now there's violin going. Nicely, Alta's going to bob her head along to yeah. the music. My, my eyes are closed and I've got this face. I'm making this effort as I play my violin for the for the patrons of the inn. Are there any other patrons in this bar besides the Gluth? <laughs> no, just Gluth in the back, sound asleep. And then, so, if there isn't, as you guys eat your food, I play the song and then I finish it. Me! So the violin, <laughs> with the, with the, the, the bow and the, the violin. And then, just without a word, put it back behind me. Sort of satisfied with myself. I'm going to sit down next to Lealta and very quietly say, I heard what the elf woman said to you. <gasps> yeah, Boris said he could take us. Do I perceive any of this, John? Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. I'm not trying to hide it from Darker. Okay, then yeah. You can I say it quietly, but if he's listening... I, I'll listen in. Okay. Yeah, you're all kind of close together. You all can right. hear it. All right. I think we should go to that village. Oh, absolutely. I've never been to a human village before. Spores mm -hmm. Maya? Meow. <laughs> Are you allowed to uh, proceed in your human form among humans, or will the branded ones turn you in too? No, the eyes will shift both ways, and I'll jump down onto the table seat and then jump under the table from under the table. All right. Here's the deal. Huh? <laughs> they get a little weird about it, okay? So I'm just going to cat until we're out, and then we can talk free. Oh, you say they get a little weird about it. All right. Yeah. Nothing weird about a man under the table telling us secrets. That's not weird. He's... He's a survivor, Gapoon. He has to do what he must to avoid attention. Something we should all do if certainly there are others out there trying to get our engineer. We should keep a low profile. Still pretty weird. Hmm. Leanne. Nope, not Leanne. Excuse me. Um, not Takuri. No, no. What's her name? Who? Madeleine. Oh. Madeleine. Madeleine, Talk my dear. You turn around, she's been watching all of this. She's really... <laughs> um, can I have another bowl of milk, please? 
She looks down at the counter covered in milk in places she couldn't reach. She looks back at you. Nope, fresh out. Insight check? Oh, she's lying. She's not even trying to hide it. You don't have to roll. Yeah, I have a 17 passive insight, so booyah. I know all of her secrets. uh, Can I convince her to try and give me milk? She is not pleased with the mess you left. You can try, but she's pretty annoyed with you. So I look at her and I say, I'm sorry. I know that I've made a mess, but we're from out of town. And you have to understand, I come from the kind of upbringing where I don't really have to clean up after myself so much. It's My time is spent ruminating on the mysteries of um, the world that we exist in. Uh, so so do forgive me, but um, be sure if there's any extra expense uh, in cleaning up the milk, you can charge it to the suits account. You have a... I'll tell you what I can do. For everything you did, it'll be three gold. Very well. Um, you may um, seek it from... There's a, surely there's a bank in Commons Rest, even though it's a small place. There's industry here. Uh, no, darling, I'm going to be seeking it from your pockets. Oh, is that really necessary? You know, if you uh, obtain it from the Sultz account, you can uh, charge an interest, charge double, have a milk on me, and you know, make it six gold. How about that? For the milk, the soup, and the milk for your pet here, three mm-hmm. gold. Well, if you want to take three gold from the Sultz account, then you may. That's fine. But uh, go ahead and charge six if you wish. Try to there is no charging here. That you're not going to get away with this. <laughs> uh, I I have I can do that? it. I can no, do it. That's I because mean... the DM telling you to stop arguing with her. You're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, if you don't want my money, then perhaps uh, it's time for us to go. Hmm? I I can cover it. And they also will. Well, this raggedy little purse that she managed to find on the streets somewhere in some poor little gutter, and she'll put the gold that she has on the table. And I put a hand on your hand, and I look up at Madeline, and I said, surely you're not going to make this young woman spend what little money she has no. on paying for this? I'm happy to. I don't need money. Well, at least she understands how currency works, and she reaches for the coins. Are you quite well? I'm a sult. We literally bathe in money every day. She hasn't read your books, clearly. I don't care what your last name is. You pay like anybody else. Well, I would pay, yes. She takes the gold coins and goes back to ignoring Baffo. Clearly, she does not understand the concept of modern banking. They don't take credit here, Catman. We really aren't in Serifax anymore. You can't write a check. You can't tell her it's in the bank. You have to have it in your pocket. Oh, well, um, I don't know how they honestly live out here. Spores my it's, it's a miracle you're, you're even living. You pay cash. That's the way it works. I have a very fast question for Salts, for the Catman. Yes, Scarpoon. Uh, your instrument, what's it called? Oh, my instrument, it is a violin. And but, it is named Hot String. What, what are the strings made of? Mm, uh, can I roll a Wikipedia check? 
Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> I believe. I don't think it's a nylon. It must be steel. Violin strings. Hang on. Uh, what, is it the metal? Probably, but violin string Wikipedia. Garpoon. <laughs> Wanting to know Wikipedia information since this, 2019. Oh, I see his game. This is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just need a minute. I'm, I'm trying to remember if it's nylon or if it's steel. Uh, gar- gar- I think it's gar- made of metal. Does this cat make you itchy? And she points to Sporesmeyer. It's impossible to tell. I've got the itch either way. There's two cats in the room. It could be either one. could be both. Okay, so I have your, I have your answer for you here, uh, Baffo. The, the strings themselves are made of steel, but back in the early days, they were made of sheep gut. Oh. Quite interesting. Oh. Where I come from, it's made of cat gut, and I had all sorts of questions about why you'd have your own people strung up and used for instruments. Very odd. You cat people are odd. I mean, it's not just the tabaxi who play violin. It's all of the Gentiles and bards of Serifax and all over Arabia play violins. Well, I play a little violence myself, but it's spelled different. Oh, he's got a pun in his mind. Oi, oi, uh, you got your money, we can go. I say Please do, she calls back. Right, let's go. Very good. Where are we going? I'm, I'm ready to go. We're going to, uh, we're going to the human settlement, I believe. Yes. And we don't need to pick up Scrimshaw. Or Grimshaw. Hersh- Hemshaw. No. I did my back up, but Sorry, out of game I... thing real quick. I just noticed in my own little read through, uh, cat gut is actually sheep's stomach. And it was never cat's. I always it thought. It was known as cat gut. Yeah. Why would they call it that? Damn it. Anyway, probably sorry. Probably a reason. They're probably a it was reason. Prob- it was probably one of your ancestors who came Pulling up with that Rick- word. Wikipedia. <laughs> and your, your ancestors were like, I killed a cat, but clearly it was a sheep in his hands. My attempt to right embarrass you has failed. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All right, you uh, you leave the inn and you start heading for the. Uh, uh, you're showing them the way, correct? Uh, right, Kyle. Okay, so you uh, you head out the inn and you start heading south through the uh, southernmost gate. And as you approach, you notice that there is a uh, Tabaxi woman standing by the gate. She sees you just. Gives a nod as you pass. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, y- you were requested. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. By the tiefling lady. Oh. Uh, very, very well. Thank you. Yes. Did she say why? To protect the engineer we brought. Oh. Okay. She kind of gives you a nod. I appreciate it. And she turns around and starts heading towards the town. Excellent. All right. So you uh, you continue to follow Spores, and he starts leading you towards, you know, so this area is very mountainous. Um, it's It's a desert, but it's got a lot of desert plants, desert shrubbery around it, lots of rocks. It's not like an arid, just sandy desert. Um 
and he starts leading you towards a place that you can see is actually very green. Um, it's not overgrown like a forest or a jungle, though. It's definitely, you know, desert trees, but there's a, a grove of them. Um, but as you're approaching it, it's still a, a ways off in the distance. Um, you see a building that is probably twice the size of the inn under construction. Um, it's still very far from complete, uh, but it's whatever this structure is, it's going to be bigger than any building inside the town. And it's, uh, it's right on the cusp of where this greenery kind of begins. Is somebody and, there? Are there people there working on it? Nobody's currently working on okay. it. Nobody's around that you can see, but it's just something you make a note of on your passing as a landmark, uh, sort of between uh, Commons Rest and this grove that mm -hmm. you're being led to. And you continue further down into the grove, and you can see that this area is, you know, like I said, it's it's green for the desert. Um, there's a lot of paths all throughout. You can tell it sees a lot of foot traffic in here. Um, and you start to make your way down into it. And are you going to stay as a cat through all of this, or are you going into human form? No, once we're out of you know general side of the town, I will go back into human form. Okay. It's quite impressive. Thanks. Useful, too. And... As you proceed, uh, you see again up ahead, leaning against a tree, uh, a elven woman. Um, her hair is gray, um, very silvery gray and long. Uh, she looks not not old, but she looks older, which for an elf probably means she's considerably old, um, probably several hundred years old. Uh, to to look this way um, but she's still very beautiful uh, very slender but very out of place everything you've seen so far has been rugged and dirty and she is you know just pristine and she's wearing a dress that looks like she'd be going to a ball rather than sneaking around out in the desert and she sees you approach and sort of signals you to approach closer Go ahead, Lealta. She summoned you. Lealta will wave really wildly <coughs> and start walking. Hi, we found you! She kind of puts her hand up, uh, ushering a, a degree of quiet. And oh. she uh, she approaches and she says, You are the investigators sent to find out what's happening here? Uh, that would be me. She the looks at you. The rest are here is, is part of the protection for me. No, for the engineer. I'm the guide. Right, he's the guide. Um, this uh, strong one here, uh, don't don't uh, anger him. He will kill you. Uh, he's uh, the muscle, and Lealta as well uh, is here for, for uh, the protection of me, the superior intellect who has uh, saw fit to travel engineer. all the way down from Serifax to this backwater that doesn't really have much in the way of pastries to solve your mystery for you well I assure you it's no mystery the reason the way station is failing is incredibly clear 
No, oh, is it now? Do enlighten us, please. Yeah. It's and she looks over at spores and just a look of disgust appears on her face. And she goes, It's the humans, obviously. Whoops. Um, you have to be more specific. The entire race of humanity has caused this way station to disrupt, become disrupted? It's all of them. And she gestures towards... Okay, I get out my yeah. notepad and my quill. And I, all of them are breaking the way station. Do you know how many there are precisely? A lot or of humans. Approximate. Is it 1,000, 2,000 of them that broke the way station? There's maybe 12, 13 in there. 12, it's 13. probably not all of them, but think about it. Sorry, Who benefits I... from the destruction of a way station? Whoever destroyed it. Why? Sorry. If the anathema gets because into our world, it kills everybody except humans. Well, then I'll meet <clears throat> my god faster. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, what's your name, elf woman? My name is Zia. Zia, Zia. Rosewood. Zeroswood? Rosewood. Rosewood. Thank you, Zia. Greatly appreciated. You mentioned 12 or 13 humans. Are they at the way station or are they here in the town? No, they live in this <laughs> dank little wood. So there are 12 or 13 total humans in this dank wood. I don't keep track of them. Yes, probably 12 or 13. I'm sorry, I hope you don't find my questions upsetting, but I am here to find the solution, and I take questions, uh, I'll have many questions in order to test the theory that you've put forward. Um, so, according to you, 12 or 13 humans are using subterfuge to disrupt the way station. Do you know what tools or implements they are using for this? She told us to put the pieces together. Yes, is there someone else I can speak I to? At no <laughs> point did I tell I you would it say was 12 access. or 13 humans doing this. But it's them. It's coming from their community. Those people. It could be one. It could be all 12. It could be more than that. I don't know and I don't care. I want yeah. them gone. And if you don't know, why are you saying anything? I'd like because... to perform an insight on her. Okay, what sort of... Uh, Sorry, so just, I interrupted, so if you want to answer, uh, <laughs> I want to do that. So, just so everybody knows, Bo has a feat. Um, he, it's a homebrewed thing. Um, he has Inspector's Insight, so Bo, how are you going to use it? What are you going Ooh. to be looking for? I am focusing... Uh, I'm, care I'm focusing on this person's words to carefully read into the person's words seeking out lies from the truth. She has been okay. saying a lot. Um, so I will be observing what she says and finding the logic fallacy here. I find if she just isn't a racist, basically. Mm. Okay. So insight check is nine plus seven is sixteen. Okay. So as, as she has, uh, as she continues to speak, she's going to go ahead and continue to answer. I'll kind of give you a summary when we're done of what you've gleaned cool. from what she has said. Sounds good. Um, so she says. Look, I want to move out here, as ridiculous as it sounds. Uh, yeah, the Badlands are a place of growth. Look, Serifax is wonderful. It's great if you like being around a bunch of people. I like a little more privacy. I prefer to get out and be on my own. And, uh, well, 
that is at a premium. And with the southwestern expansion on the way pretty soon, there might be cities as big as Serifax down here. I want to get in while I can. I'm going to buy up quite a bit of land and real estate down here and have my privacy that I can't get in the city. It's cheap and easy. However, I don't want a wood full of disgusting, illegal, unbranded humans mucking around. That's not going to do any good for me. Have you paid them yet? Paid who, dear? You, you said you were going to pay the people for the land. We've bought a sizable estate. We but intend to buy them? more. I'm sorry, who are we paying? The humans. <laughs> they have no claim. Most of them aren't even allowed to be here legally. And so, Bo, from what you have gathered from just that conversation, um, she she genuinely believes the things she's saying. She's not saying anything that is uh, overtly a lie, necessarily. Um, but you do get the feeling that she's speaking from a place more interested in just getting what she wants than having any inside information on what's actually going on. Um, but... She's definitely focused mainly on getting humans out. Mm. Are you uh, going to continue to keep this inside up while she's talking? Well, I'm going to say something because I feel like okay. I've drawn a conclusion here. Uh, suppose, Maya, you might be interested to know that a genocide is coming for your people if this woman had her way. Oh, well. Yes, it seems that she will profit uh, from the expansion into this area and she's looking for someone to do her dirty work for us. So if we come here, find the humans guilty, then her path is cleared. And um, clearly, I don't believe that's um, something that we're going to be doing. Uh, you can hire your own uh, murderers to commit genocide. I didn't I think, say uh, go in and kill them. Just... Can't I know you that find you find the ones say... that are here illegally and remove them? Don't you have some authority, or were you just sent here to watch an engineer work? What did they do to you? It's so tedious speaking to the slow-minded. Look, I not <laughs> you don't have to say things for me to know what the truth is. I have made my conclusion based on the things that you've said and the clues that you've brought forward. You're not saying it, but uh, your hands, the way they move every time you speak, belie the fact that you feel rage towards them. That you are mildly, not mildly, but quite strongly racist towards them and want your wood protected from these evil humans. I think I have a mind to tell Garpoon to pinch your head in like a zit, unless you don't leave immediately, uh, unless, Lealta, you have any objections or want to ask your elf friend anything further. But I've, uh, I'm quite done with her. Hmm. Whatever. I don't have time for this. And she starts to walk away and she turns around and says, Look, you're such a great inspector, as opposed to a bunch of bumbling idiots, which is all I've observed so far. You figure out who profits from this, and we you'll will. come to the correct conclusion. Yeah. And she goes storming off. We'll let you know. Don't be too upset with her. We've embarrassed her. She'll, she's supposed to feel that way, I think. Hmm. I'm picking cabbage out of my teeth while I wait to Uh Garpoon, I need you to make a dexterity save, please. Can, can do. <gasps> oh, Lord. I'm nervous. All right, sorry, my map is not up. All right, there we go. Uh, dexterity is... 
Oh, 20, not natural. Okay, so while you're watching her kind of storm off, um, you hear a weird popping and crackling next to you, and you kind of slowly shift your head, and you see a, a ribbon of violet energy kind of crackling near your head, and you kind of jump back from it because you were startled, and you pull your head back, and all of a sudden a tear just seems to open out of nowhere and a stream of water fires right across where your head was. And then you hear another, and it closes and shuts. Did you, did you see that? I did. It sent, looked like a stream of water. Well, that's no good. It was not water. Uh, what was that? Do you know what it was, cat number two? Uh, likely. Uh, this is probably reality falling apart, frankly. So we best get moving. Baffo, I need you to make a dexterity save, please. Save. Dexterity plus 7 plus 5 is 12. 12, alright. You uh, hear a similar pop, and you look around, having just witnessed this, and next thing you know, your feet are wet. And you look down... And there is one of these just off to the side of you, and water is bubbling up. And all of a sudden, you hear a wet slapping sound as a fish is now just materialized on the ground and is flapping back and forth on the ground by your feet. Funny God is fish. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You You go a fish. Else is so, just so happy uh, right s- now. Suppose, my is there something that, that you know about uh, the impact of this way station that perhaps you can enlighten us with? If what if it goes down? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Would that be the correct assumption of my uh, knowledge of the thing? Yeah, make an arcana check. All right. I think that fish fell out your bum. <laughs> Six total. It doesn't okay. have any poo on it that I can see. It fell yeah, out your bum. You're, you're not sure. It's probably either something real specific or the end of the world. It could be either. It's either way. Right, then perhaps we should collect uh, the engineer and get it to work then. That we've... This elven lady turned out to be not very uh, helpful after all. That would be best. Is the fish still oh. there? Mm-hmm. I'm going to stab it with my longsword and eat it. Oh, meat for the... Finally, some meat. Out of my way. Schling. As you you do that, Garpoon's eyes goes wide as if he's hoping you'd offer him some. (laughs) Whose eyes? Your eyes? Oh, but by Baffo. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, I'm really lost. All right. Do like fish. I tear off the head. I toss it at you. I put the whole thing in my mouth and I pull it out like in the cartoons. It just leaves the bone body behind. And there's just the tail and the bones, and I throw that part at you, too. Okay, well, I don't take the fish, but I take the fish head, snap it on my fingers, and I squeeze it, and pop out the two eyeballs in the air, and open my mouth, and go, Oh, and man. the eyeballs. And I toss the head away. I need everybody to roll a dexterity save. <laughs> this is to stop the diarrhea we've now acquired. Four. <laughs> nine. <laughs> uh, nine also. Okay, there is a large crack. It looks like 
uh, violet lightning going vertically just in the middle of the air. And it parts open and uh, everybody who rolled single digits, it suddenly shoots open and again another stream of water comes out soaking all of you. You don't take damage or anything, you're just now drenched uh, in water from this. And then there's another loud pop hiss and it cuts and closes again. I start drying myself, and this while I'm, while hours. my tongue is while my tongue is out and on my fur, I'm like, "Hey, get! I believe we get out here." And now you all are very alert, hearing these sounds, and you catch the sounds, uh, especially you, Bafo, um, because of your passive perception. Uh, you hear walking behind you. I immediately and... look in this direction and try to percept into the distance. Not a lot to percept. Pushing through uh, from behind some some trees and bushes, uh, you see a woman walk through, flanked by um, two orcs on either side of her. Uh, and you can see the bush moving. Uh, another orc is pushing through behind her. Uh, your weapon. This woman has bronze orange skin. Her hair is golden, almost glowing, flame-like. And uh, she steps out, and she's not really looking at you. She's looking directly at spores. And she goes, What a surprise. There's trouble with the way station, and the unbranded human turns up again. I knew you would show up. Ah, how's the rash? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <The> rash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fine, she says, uh, kind of gritting her teeth and clenching her fist. This time, I assure you, things are going to turn out differently. Do you want to surrender, or do we have to do this the hard way? Did you have any sand in your mouth? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? When you woke up, sand in the mouth. No, I didn't. That's because I stopped it, see? This is all as it's supposed to be. You're alive, I'm alive. The only thing problem here is that water's shooting out of the sky, and it ain't rain. We got no. a job to do, and I'd ha. like to move on. No. The last time I let you go up to that way station, it bought, what, a couple months? And now look at it. And she gestures around, and you can see that kind of throughout this area, you'll see a little crackle and water kind of seep through. Uh, occasionally a crackle will just open and nothing will come out, but... Generally speaking, you're seeing it, and, and water is slowly kind of making its way. And now the area is starting to kind of look like rain, it, it, like there's been a rainfall. Just there's been enough water coming through. And uh, she says, I'm not going to let you near that way station. You are under arrest for being an illegal, unbranded human, and you're going to be wanted in questioning for what has occurred at the way station. And she looks at the rest of you, and she says, I suggest the rest of you step back and let me handle this. No, we um, were hired. This is our job. Qu question for the DM. Yeah. Um, 
whose jurisdiction would commons arrest be under in terms of law, country? Like, who am I? If someone says they're under arrest, who 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 I think I'm dealing with? You would probably be with. assuming you were dealing with someone who's come from the capital, most likely. So not Serifax, Gen- but it, Serifax is not the capital. Yeah, no. yeah. the capital so, is of Arivia is. Uh, it's just referred to as the capital. Ah, it's the capital. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to. No, get that's in. that's fine. She says um, I would suggest the rest of you stand down while I deal with this. Okay. Uh, perception check. I want to find. Is there are there any hiding places? Um, there are it's daytime so but slim there's trees. trees it's daytime you're not gonna the, the trees are very narrow there's areas of overgrowth it's gonna be hard to hide but you could certainly try um, and uh, there you're mostly right now in a clearing there were trees kind of around you've been following a path through um, but Zia picked a spot where she knew you all would see her so you are kind of now in an open area okay um, all right, cool, cool, cool. And so we don't know her name yet, right? This the woman who's approached us. You don't. You could ask her. I won't. I'm going to look at her in the eye. I'm going to say, Gapoon. If you push them down, I can hit them quite hard. I'll look at him quizzically. She looks at you and says, "I see what you're trying to do." Do not stand up for someone breaking the law. I assure you I have authority in this manner. And she snaps her fingers and you hear more rustling behind you. And now at a decent distance away, you see uh, four more orcs moving through the bushes behind you. Six orcs. And uh, what's the race of the woman? Sorry, I missed it. She's the Janasi. Six orcs and a Janasi. Gapoon. Yes, um, I've learned my lesson. I brought more this time. We're clearly all trying to do the same thing. Why don't we work together to figure it out? As I a agree. persuasion roll. Okay. Uh, can I give it twenty-two by nodding aggressively? Can I give advantage? Eight other. Uh, sure. Twenty-two is pretty good, but you're gonna have to be real good to convince her not to. It sounds like they want they mean to arrest you, suppose, Maya. Uh, and if I know um, the boring pencil-pushing bureaucrats of various police forces throughout Iridium, they're all very dull-minded, and once they set their minds on something, no amount of intelligence or proper thinking is going to change them, because the law says it. Oh, I don't know about that. Now I want to I want to intimidate. I want to tell. Okay. I want to tell. I'm going to say this, and then I'll roll. I'm going to say, you know, there's still time to leave. You don't have to do any of this. You could just walk away. Better yet, work with us. But if you don't do that, there'll be hell to pay. And then I roll a. Oh my god! Can I aid him by saying he's only killed two this morning? <laughs> you may That's not have to because morning. I rolled a natural twenty plus one, so twenty-one. Okay, so you all are trying definitely very hard to defuse this situation. And she holds up her hands and she says, Look, I am here for one person who is breaking the law. One person who I might add attacked me not but five months ago when there was already trouble with this way station. 
Well, now, it I sounds assure like you, you, were you are all dirty. working with a criminal. He's only guilty of being an unbranded human. And yes, it's illegal. It is very what's, illegal. What's illegal <laughs> is to not pursue the good of your conscience. A law which is unjust is no law at all, at least as far as I'm concerned. I'm not speak for my companions. Please remove yourself from my presence. He's armless, he's stanky and old, and has hair everywhere. Turns into a cat. What are you worried about? Anything? You're the danger because you have a rash? I got What's that about? I got Why would one we want to let you near anybody with a rash? The rash is your friend's doing. Well, you have some responsibility in the matter, too. I was doing my job then, as I'm doing my job now. Now I am taking him. I have no quarrel with you, but if you do try to stop me, we will fight. This is your you, last chance. I'm taking an opportunity to remind you that you quarrel with a member of House Salts. She knows who they are. She I'm sure doesn't she does. seem phased. He's a book character. Yes, I've heard his tales. They're not my tales, they're Chando's tales. They're quite exaggerated. I'm sure. And she gestures and the orcs start moving forward. All right, Gapoon, push them on the ground so I can sneak attack them. When you say push them on the ground, which one, which one of the 50 do you mean? I mean, when you select your action on your turn during combat, what you I can mean, do is, not is to just on the ground. And then I can... Not to just immediately shut down this really in-depth strategy session, but just so you know, Bo, all it takes is for him to be engaging somebody and you to be on the other side to have advantage. I didn't want to assume flanking was in... It's yeah. not in 5e, I don't think, but it's a house rule. I know they do in crit roll and stuff like that. I just don't want to assume, so I've been... So, yeah, you don't have to worry about him shoving everybody I get flanking advantage? Like yes! That. that means he gets it too, right? Or is it just a rogue thing? Uh, we're giving you your sneak attack. He would roll with advantage if they were engaged with you. It's whoever they are actively targeting. If they're dealing with him, he doesn't have he doesn't have that advantage. Gotcha. All right, I get out my violin. All right, they see it as a hostile action. Everybody, roll for initiative. Jeez, eighteen. Uh, fourteen. 19. Sorry, I have twenty-two. 14. What did you say yours was, uh, <laughs> Kyle? 19. Okay. Jeez, look at you all. Alright, I've got about a million other initiatives i got to roll here. One second. We're just going to do a general one for the orcs, because there's a lot of them. I know what... Outside game thing real quick. I know that Bo... I know what Bo wants me to do, but my character... Would be you don't need to do it. John cleared up that you don't need to do it anymore. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. But there, I, I just want to make the point that he would be confused by such a thing and be yeah. like... Mm. He's allowing flanking, so if you're fighting with somebody, I can sneak behind them and get my bonus rogue damage dice. Okay. But by default, I don't think that, I don't think that's in 5e, so I have to do something like push them or blind them. I didn't even run... Like I really that. didn't realize yours was... A, I didn't even realize you had a rogue. How dumb am I? Yeah, I'm a rogue. Yeah, I didn't know. All right. Bafo, you are the first to act. You have, just to give you an idea of the battlefield right now, the four of you are essentially, we're just going to say you're in a, a line, you're standing shoulder to shoulder. 
Um, in front of you, you have the Genasi. She's about 30 feet away from you. She's flanked on either side by two orcs. She has another orc that's standing directly behind her. Behind you, also about 30 feet, are three orcs also in a line with a fourth orc behind the center one. Um, so just to make it easy, because I don't know how to use D20, consider you're dealing with a space that's about oval. It kind of has some light cover here and there, but generally speaking, nothing that's going to be super strategic. Any uh, ground, any ground features besides it being damp and muddy? No, it's it's yeah. Are the trees hanging overhead in any way? No, they're too thin. They wouldn't support weight if you were trying to climb them. So we're just in an open area, pretty basically. much. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's what I'm going to do. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to raise my crossbow and non-lethally attack um, the lead character. Sorry, okay. The, little, the, the Genasi. Genasi. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so I take my bow as combat starts, transform it into a hand crossbow, and with great poise, raise it out in front of me in a cat-like stance and fire. Make it a good roll. All right, it is 15. Okay, that does hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. 1d8. Uh, oops, that's a d10. I was like, why did I get 10 damage? Eight plus three is nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. Lucky. Non-lethal. Low rolls today. You max. Rolled a, max. It's a max damage roll. Yeah, you rolled a ten, d ten and got ten, and then rolled a d eight and got eight. Yeah. Crazy. Nice work. I play okay. low rolls this game. I'm taking my my, my max rolls to the limit. Okay. <laughs> you uh, you fire out an arrow immediately and <laughs> just hits her. She kind of stumbles from it. It's a big impact, and uh, you kind of see her head go down in a look of shock. Is there any other action you're taking on your turn, or just that? Um. So I can. So what I'm also going to do with my bonus action is. Sorry about that. I'm new to rogues. Uh, where is it? Sorry. My cunning action. Cunning action is take a bonus action to dash, disengage, or hide. Um. Is there a way through the people that I can run out to the woods without take a provoking opportunity attacks? Um, to run out into the woods? Right, and make it so that we're not all stuck in the center. Um, yeah, you could you could run that way, sure. I use feline agility and bonus action dash to run 90 feet into the woods and put myself at max range of uh, to take shots with heartstring, um, which would be 80 feet if I can. Or like keep myself within 60 to 80 feet of them. So I'm now out in the forest, I've got cover, and I've got a clear shot of everybody with my crossbow. Okay. You yep, are... So I, just, I get on all fours in my Sherlock clothes, and I'm just like hoofing it. I just bolt right out of there into the forest after taking sure. the shot. You are out there in the woods with your bow. Uh, all right. Next up is going to be uh, Spores. You are up. Cool. Uh, the other orcs in the back, are they range armed? 
looking at them, they haven't readied yet. Uh, you can looking at their armaments, you do see they have javelins on their back as well as great axes, so they could potentially, but they have not actually armed themselves yet. Cool. And then did uh, Baffo run behind us or in front of us? Uh, he ran to the side to avoid any opportunity attacks, so he's kind of off to the to the far left of you. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to cast Fog Cloud centered on myself, it obscuring... Garfield, yes! Myself and Lealta. Leal. <laughs> you can call me Lee for Lee. short. And Lee. And <laughs> I'll do this by, by putting my hands together like I'm holding a little ball and just start swirling out mist from it. And uh, and I'll look up at her as I cast and go, miss me. And pff, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So... Uh... You see, all of a sudden, from the ground, just a rolling mist and fog envelop the area, and all of a sudden, you know, you are all you are all in a fog. You're not entirely sure what's going on out there. Uh, Baffo, you can see this from the side, just a fog that has are now... The, are the assailants in the fog, or no? No. Just, they're just my teammates. Okay. Cool. No, they're just outside of where it would reach. Awesome. All right. Anything else on your turn? Uh, No. That is it for now. All right, Lealta, it is your turn. All right, so Lealta's going to be looking around. This is the first time she's ever been circled by enemies, and she's going to be going, oh, God. Oh, God, we're going to need some help here. And with that, uh, a bless is going to come down. The first spell cast ever, I think, I've ever done in D&D. &D. Uh, so this is going to be 30-foot range. I can, I'm going to bless um, Garpoon and spores and that means whenever you two make an attack roll or a saving throw and this is going to last up to a minute it's concentration though the you guys can roll a d4 and add that number to the attack or the saving throw okay i think that can apply to you as well oh cool yeah sweet well then i'll cast it on myself as well okay i probably ran like an idiot and could have gotten it too <laughs> I was hoping you'd stay in, but I get it. I get it. That's what happens when you have quick reflexes. You don't think, you just do. So everyone's going to glow a little gold. And that'll be my turn. All right. So you, uh, you go ahead and everybody has a slight glow about them. Everyone's kind of, ooh, <laughs> kind of marveling in this fog. Everything around you is kind of now lit up very strangely, and it's all very mystical and great. I think it's um, good. From beyond the fog, um, you can hear an incantation of some sort, and... Uh, your vision is obscured. Oh, Baffo can see it. Uh, you see the Genasi reach up her hand and touch where your arrow was, and the arrow slides out of her body, and you see the the bleeding slow. Doesn't stop, but it slows. She's got cheating magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... That is going to be her turn. Uh, she's going to stay out of the fog for now. 
And that brings us to Garpoon. All right, well, before anything happens, I go, You face Garpoon! <laughs> yeah, from the cloud of smoke. Picture the cloud of smoke, and all you hear is that. <laughs> and he whips out his two axes, and he's ready to roll. <laughs> um... I need to know from this cloud, am I also is my vision also obscured? Yes. Okay. You are not entire I mean you know where they were, but uh you do not know any other details at the moment. And if I know where they were, is anyone within range um like my twenty foot range? Oh, for throwing? Yeah. I, just, uh, I mean No, I'll... you'd have to move forward to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and to put yourself within range, you could stay within the cloud and do it, but you would be rolling at disadvantage because you can't see them. And Lealta's where in my relative to me? Uh, she's currently standing beside you. All right. I am going to step in what I believe to be as close to as in front of her as possible for the most potential danger that's coming uh, or that would be coming that I can't see, obviously, but I'm going to just estimate, so I'll just stand in front of her. Uh, take a wide stance and and uh, say behind me, little one. And then I'll I'll that'll be my turn. There's not much else I can do in there. Okay. Did you can ready little... something. Did you, did you ready an action? I mean, I don't know what to ready because you can as soon as someone's in melee range, you can swing. I mean, it's as basic as that. I think. Is it in this case? Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Then I will ready that action. So. I'm ready to swipe whoever yeah. comes near me. Yeah, you can ready an attack. All right. I will ready a dual-wielded axe attack to any dumb dumbass that walks past either side of me. Now, I believe you, you can, can only, only ready one, one attack. attack. Yeah. Oh, okay, I can't. That, the bonus action has to happen on your turn. You can't ready bonus actions, oh, okay. but you can ready an action. So you get one, you'll get one attack. All right. Yeah. I'll ready one axe then. Just make that axe count. Yeah. Carpoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So you all stand there, and uh, this is not an official layer action, but essentially the environment you are in has what might amount to one. So one moment. All right, you hear a pop and a fizzle, and you see more just through the cloud. Mafo, you can see it clearly. You see more of those arcing lights. Uh, nothing opens, though. Nothing comes through. And uh, then it settles for the moment. I'd like to roll a concern check, please. A concern check? Okay. Uh, you're concerned. 19. Definitely concerned. You're very concerned. I wasted my 19. <laughs> Shit. Uh, all right. It is the orc's turn. Um, I've divided them a little bit. And uh, so we are going to have... All right. Uh, we're going to say... Sorry, I'm just trying to keep my map in check because i got to keep track of where Bo is. So through the fog, all of a sudden, a you see a shape step up to you, Garpoon, and you've readied an action for exactly this moment. Okay. And uh, you can go ahead and take a swing at disadvantage inside the fog. All right. Um, I will do that, and I will... Uh, 
Oh, we get disadvantage. Oh, it's not too bad. 13. And you have a 1d4 you can roll to add to that. Oh, add your 1d4. Oh, right. So, uh, let's see. That's that's 16 total, then. 16. That's And that's with disadvantage, that's even? That's with disadvantage, yeah. I rolled a 13 and a 17, good. so that's not bad. You hit him. Go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, sweet. Let's do uh, damage dice. And I don't have to do disadvantage on this or anything. It's just damage dice, right? Like I don't, yeah, it's just damage dice. I don't dice. take a hit on that. Okay. Um, that would... Oh, great. Uh, so that's nine total damage. Okay. Maximum you, amount. You stand in front of Lealta, and you're ready, and you're just... As soon as you see or any hint of anything, you're going to swing at it. And all of a sudden, you just see a shadow rushing at you. Um, and this screaming orc... His name's Ak, by the way, for anybody who wants to know the names. <laughs> All right. uh, just comes through going, ah! And you just, in response, swing your axe, and you have to capitate him in a single blow. And his body just crumples and slides to your feet. So I like to picture that I see the cloud of smoke, and I just see a head pop up and then pop down. And... <laughs> And I have go, to capitate, Bo. Have to capitate. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. you probably <laughs> saw a gout of blood fly through the air, but uh, um, cool. yeah, he he comes to a rest at uh, at your feet. Uh, let's see, the next orc. So, actually, that would put you here. The next orc is going to charge forward, and he is going to be. Uh, coming after spores to try and make an attack on spores all right as he as he enters my 10-foot area i'll do my my spores attack (laughs) halo of spores all right (laughs) so when entering within 10 feet i basically take a little handful and just ha and like throw it up in his face and a little puff of uh green gold spores get thrown in his nostrils okay (laughs) he's got to make a constitution save right correct 13 he did not make it all right Uh, go ahead and roll your damage for the spores three points of necrotic damage did you add your 1d4 oh it's a oh that's not damage right it's a it's an attacker uh Oh, for the attack, attack roll. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. No attack oh. roll because they're the one saved. Yeah. How much damage was it, Kyle? Three necrotic. Three necrotic. Okay, so as the orc known as Spit, uh, Spittle, sorry, <laughs> comes running through at you, uh, he's also, ah! as he goes running through, and you are ready because you've fought these sorts of guys before. And uh, as soon as you see the shadow, you just, spores! And he, <gasps> and he starts just coughing and hacking as spores enter his mouth he is still going to try to make an attack at you though with his uh with his axe uh i don't think it's going to hit 11 to hit 13 so miss all right he he's too busy coughing he swings wide and and misses you um Garpoon, you have another shape come running up at you. Um, and they, another orc is going to take a swing at you. Okay. Uh, he rolled a natural 20. Oh, Lord. Well, that's that definitely will, a hit. That will hit you. Mm-hmm. Ouch. 
Ooh. These guys don't hit easily, but when they do... Uh, you are going to take 13 points of damage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Woo. Uh, as this Did he roll with disadvantage? Oh, no. That's oh. a good reminder. Take oh. damage back. Put oh. That's why they call me the inspector. <laughs> oh, that's... I know things. Let's go back. Guess what? He didn't hit you at all because his oh. 20 got replaced Woo! by I'm glad four. I yeah. four. Okay. <laughs> oh, cloud. So as the oh, shadow run, runs towards you, you have a brief flash of what would happen if he hit you, and you know it'll be bad. <laughs> uh, so you get real ready for it, and when the axe comes down, you move out of the way. All right. And uh, he swings hard, and it hits the ground and just cracks the earth. But not you. Sweet. And that feels pretty good. Yeah. High five, Scott. Thank you for for remembering that. Uh, all right. I'm going to roll three attacks at disadvantage. Uh, they are going to be at all three of the party members that are in the fog. So we will start with spores. That's not going to hit. The first roll was a four. Uh, Lialta, you got a. 11 to hit? 12 to hit, sorry. Miss. Okay, and... Garpoon... Also a 12 to hit. Yeah, miss. <laughs> it's not going to hit you either. You nope. rolled exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just suddenly hear from behind you as three javelins just land in your general vicinity but do not hit anything. Um... That is going to do it for their turn. That brings us back to Bafo. All right. Um, so uh, three three orcs ran in. The Genasi's out. There's three orcs behind the fog cloud. They all seem to be paying attention. Maybe There's not the Genasi, but four orcs behind the cloud. Oh, One did not make an attack. One's so six, watching. But six remaining. Do I have that right? Uh. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, I. What I ideally like to do right now, bonus action hide, then heartstring. Um, I don't, but I, the lay of the land, I'm not sure if a hide, like if I can roll a stealth pull, check, pull an Apex Legends and make believe like I'm somewhere else, but not in that spot. Kind of they're, <clears throat> they're attacking the others, so you could, in theory, hide yourself a bit. Okay. Uh, so, uh, shit. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just need my stealth modifier. That's what I have to add. Oh, 10. I rolled real low, but I got 10 still. Okay. You uh, you kind of hide down in the trees. Um, see Do what I get you can... A, can I get advantage on anything I can see? Is what I'm guessing. Not right now. They're looking in there. Um, everything you can see, they might not be paying perfect attention to you, but you get the impression that you're not totally hidden to where you would have so advantage. I can't get sneak attack on the Genasi who isn't in the fog cloud. Mm -mm. She she is aware of where you are. Okay. Um, hide action failed. Uh, the trees, are they scalable? No, they would break under your weight. Mm. No big trees. Alright, then I'm just... Oh, I've used my bonus action, so I'm just going to take a shot with my bow, since okay. uh, stealth hide was a bonus action. I'm just in the trees, and I shoot at the Genasi. Natural one. Nice. <laughs> okay, you uh, pull out hard hard string, and you thought you were pretty hidden, and you thump, try to hide from behind the tree. 
and a branch happens to be on the other side of the string, and as it goes to shoot, the arrow just kind of snaps and cracks to the side. You will need to use a bonus action next round to get it properly reloaded. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. All right, that, uh, unless you want to move, okay. I'm not going to move because I want to recharge feline agility. Okay, Uh, that is going to make it Spore's turn. All right, I'll look at the guy in front of me and I'd say, you know, I just have this tick, and I'll shoot a, a beam of ticks at him. <laughs> Wait, so is it like a laser beam of ticks? Just yeah, like... yeah, like a, like a little hose. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but they curve. It's a curve. It's not a straight beam, but like curves because they're light, right? So they well, probably it, it, float like up a, a bit. And... If you put your thumb over the hose, it shoots a little harder, you know? Yeah. yeah oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh... <laughs> All right, he definitely failed his con save. Go ahead and roll your damage. All right, he takes one d six, so two points of poison damage, and must flee in a cardinal direction decided by a d four. Oh, is this spit? Oh. Oh, your uh, <laughs> your fleas land on him. Uh, were you doing non fatal damage? I guess let me let me ask that. Uh, yes, that was the plan. Okay, so the fleas and all of that get on him, and he just. and he's just screaming and he just goes running off swatting at fleas and ticks and then you just hear a loud crack and a snapping sound and then a whoomph as he runs headfirst into the branch of a tree and knocks himself unconscious whoops I say thank god for that (laughs) and uh, there goes Spittle he's he's down no more him Uh, alright anything else on your turn Nope, stand my ground. All right, that's going to bring us to Lealta. All right, Lealta's going to see the orc that came after um, Garpoon and give a little, ah, scream, and then she'll hold out her palm again and cast Sacred Flame. Ooh, and okay. he has to roll a dex 12 save. He did not. Ah, cool. So, light... We'll hit them for, let's see, for five damage. Okay. Uh, This is the orc known as Grit. Uh, He is a hardy-looking orc, um, but you you blast out your divine energy, and you've seen it enough now that it's a little more focused, and uh, it lances out at him and just hits him square in the chest, and you think, all right, I got control of this. And uh, he's just got smoke wisps coming up around his body. Yeah. And that'll be her turn. Okay. With that done, that's going to move to the Genasi. And she is going to... just need to look at this and see if she has to be able to see for this or if it's just a creature within range alright she is going to take a couple steps towards your direction Bafo Um, so she moves about 10 feet closer and she is going to fire a guiding bolt at you. Uh, so you need that to make. Bad. It does seem bad. I 
believe it's the dexterity save. Sounds like guided missile. I'm like, mm. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I need to make a dexterity save? Let me look. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is a dexterity save. I can do this. Oh, nope. It's uh, it's just a ranged spell attack. Okay. Oh. Uh, she's going to miss. That was a bad, bad uh, My AC is 13. It's super low. The, I rolled a three. It's, <laughs> it's not going to hit you. It's hit done. me! Come on and hit me! Uh, so you see a, a powerful bolt of light energy just go soaring through the trees and crackle off the way in the I distance. Wanna, the way I want to picture it is that my cat eyes are looking out from behind a tree, and then the bolt, I, I duck back in and the bolt fires and hits some of the tree, and then I put my head back. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems like that would annoy her. Yes, <laughs> you should do that. Uh, all right. Uh, that's going to bring us to our little fun lair action for this encounter. Oh, helps if I roll a d20 and not a d12. Maybe that's been the problem. Mm. Okay, there we go. Um, so as you're doing your little cat dance, all of a sudden the ground starts to tremble. Oh all of you feel the earth shaking. And you hear a... And a giant rift appears. And all of a sudden, a torrent of water comes pouring through it. It's, it's, for those of you in the cloud, you don't see this. This is technically happening back where the other orcs are. Uh, Baffo, you see this. A giant rift opens up, and all of you are just hearing the sound of just tons of water rushing. In fact, you can feel water hitting, and it's already up to your knees. It's so deep, just from this brief period. And a giant piece of metal is moving through the rift, like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, and more and more metal and more and more, and then the rift snaps shut before this metal has even come through, and it cuts it. And a massive, uh, about 60 feet long, and about 50 feet up, Oh my god. Of metal falls down and crushes the entire back line of orcs. It just Whoa. falls from the sky and lands on them, and water is still raining down. And Baffo, you're looking at it, and it looks it looks alien, but it looks somewhat like the ships that exist in Serifax. But not exactly. It looks different. And you can hear screaming coming from inside and yelling and um, you begin to see people falling from the sky and falling from the backside of the ship and jumping from the ship as it embeds itself into the ground still a big piece of it sticking up I know it's not my turn but I want to run to help the people okay um, let's see here so that's going to get rid of sorry I know you guys like the name so let me see who's gone now Doggo was crushed Guy was crushed. Guy the orc? Guy orc? Oh, man. That's awesome. Corbett was crushed, and Burke was crushed. Uh, Rip, guys, you had a thing land on you. (laughs) I want to run and help, and I want to point to the Genasi and say, come help me. Come come and help me. Rescue the, the people who are dying. And you see her, and her eyes are just wide. Um, with shock. Uh, that leaves Grit, 
he does not know what happened. He's going to try to attack. Uh, he's going to continue to try to attack um, Garpoon. Garpoon! <laughs> that is a 18 to hit. I think that just meets your AC. It correct? does meet my AC. He doesn't have all to right. do a disadvantage because he's in the is he in the cloud. He like, does. Thank you all for reminding he, me. He no, nope, he doesn't. He doesn't hit you. <laughs> okay, good. Garpoon likes meat. Uh, he swings at you again, and and no such luck. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of just ignoring the fact that he's in about ankle deep of water at the moment. Maybe okay. even uh, yeah, about on him up to his ankle and thigh. All or, right. You should, you should drown him in your anger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. going if to if there's water, you can drown him. Yeah. That brings us back to Bafo. You're going to run to see if you can help. So I have feline agility up. I'm going to use my action to. Look at the Genasi and say, <clears throat> "Let's put this nonsense aside and help the people who require help." And, and this time, my voice is less fruity and more cat-like with a growl. We must save the people here. Who are here, and then I uh, just take off, booking it ninety feet of just cat running, sploosh, 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 sploosh through the water. And um, who can I save? What can I do? I, I want to help people. All right, you go running over there, and as you do, um, you know you're you're into about your knees of water. Uh, there is fish in this water. Um, right, save the fish. You, you can definitely taste kind of salt in the air, and you get over to the front of the ship, and you see humans everywhere. Yeah, they fall. Every, everything that's around this is humans, and they are dressed oddly. Uh, clothing is very strange to you. Um, they're wearing just short cloth shirts. Uh, they're wearing blue denim pants. Um, some of them have jackets on, and it's all very flashy and gaudy and strange to you. They're from and Miami. They're just they're just yelling, and they're just help, help! What has happened? What is this? And you go running up, and they see you, and people, as soon as they see you, start screaming in just absolute terror upon seeing you. And uh, you uh, you start to try to assist in any way, saying, I'll, I'll help, I'll help, but everybody is backing away from you screaming. <laughs> okay, well, that's my turn. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm trying to help them. I, yeah. That, uh, that takes us to... Spores, you're up. All right, with all this commotion going on, there's still the orc in front of uh, Garpoon, right? Yeah. Is he still in battle? Yeah, the, the orc is still fighting. I don't know what Garpoon's doing, but yeah, the orc is... He doesn't know because the, uh, the cloud is up. He seems to not be too concerned about the water. He's just sort of ignoring it. All right, I will... Because of all the commotion, I will disperse the cloud. So let go of the concentration. <laughs> and, oh, and shoot okay. The cloud goes down, and you just see the orc go, what? <laughs> As he stares up at this red and silver piece of metal that's now just a 50-foot-tall tower sticking out of the ground uh, behind him, and is just What's his name shocked. again? What's his name? Uh, this orc is Grit. All right, Grit. Enjoy it and while you he, can, buddy. He drops his axe as soon as he sees it. All right, with that down, I'll look at the Janasi. What's she doing? She's just staring in shock right now as well. 
All right. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, we have to help these people. You, flee. And I'll shoot fleas at the the or closest to me. <laughs> he, he has fleas jump on him and he just he just goes tearing off running. He's he's uh he's looking like Linus from uh, Charlie Brown. Yeah, he's just doing the high step splashing through the water and he just goes running past uh past her. I will say Scott for uh, Garpoon's benefit it's up to you. You see this orc who has been fighting. He's dropped his weapon. Fleas jump on him. He's now freaking out and running away. I will go ahead and let you make an attack on him if you want. Otherwise, you can just let him run. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, Come here, love. Let me put you out your misery. And I grab him by the head, and I dunk him down into the water, and I put my foot on his head, and I hold it there. Now, I don't know if that's a <laughs> grapple or what we need to do. <laughs> Let him do it. Let him do it. Make a strength check. Okay, strength check is 14 plus. Sorry, I forgot. 16, 17. Yep. You grab him by the head. (laughs) You you shove his head under the water and you see fleas kind of on your hand. Now there's just flea bodies floating up to the surface of the water and kind of like dancing on the water. Um, you know, they're not breaking the water tension, so there's just a bunch of fleas and mites on the surface of the water, and he's thrashing around for a while, and then eventually you feel him go limp and stop. All right. Chat room, are you not entertained? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll let my foot off and yell, Garpoon! (laughs) (laughs) I love Garpoon. I just met him, but I love him deeply. <laughs> and now everybody, uh, combat has essentially ended. The Genasi is just walking towards it um, in shock. You all turn around and you just see what looks like the front of a ship just embedded in the ground. There's now a small, you know, not very deep, but lake where there used to just be earth. And uh, as you move towards it, you can feel fish swimming around in it and all of a sudden it smells like the sea out where you are, and there are just humans everywhere. Um, You know, you see some of them holding up strange little rectangular devices, like holding it up and just uh, going over everything, and (laughs) you see some strange flashes occurring and all of that as you approach the ship, and... uh, but, you know, there's a few of them there that are kind of up near the top, generally safe, that are being a little more cavalier about the situation and are just kind of recording it. And Is there anyone um, that requires assistance? Yeah, there's a lot of people that are hurt, that seem to fall or found themselves on the wrong side of where that broke and fell off of it. And they've, they probably had a big fall and are either hurt or dead. So I'm proactively trying to get who I can that's alive and put them somewhere safe, sort of in the woods, away from water so they don't drown. And I'm going to snap my fingers at Lealtha because I've seen she can do... I know how to heal. Stay calm, everyone! And so uh, Baffo is having a very hard time getting anybody who's conscious to assist. They all are avoiding him and kind of terrified of him. Um, they are very weirded out by you, but they are at least allowing you to approach them. 
Baffo, you're kind of do I do I immediately it. into it? It's because they've never seen my our kind before, and that's where the shot yeah. comes from. But I'm yeah, totally they, like I know about all this stuff. So they have no idea what you are. He's just say, a cat. <clears throat> See if the, he eats fish, just like regular cats do. He licks his paws. He drinks milk. I'm. It's it's a cat. So you okay. all begin to administer what age you can to the people you can. Baffo, you're helping people that are maybe a little more unconscious or out of it, and, or maybe can't resist. They're maybe going, oh, oh, as you're dragging them away. But, but if they they're can't injured, really... they can't get, if they're injured, they can't get away from me. Right, right. So, so you just so got I, them. I just grab them by their clothes and just drag them over, and they probably think I'm dragging them to my cat's den to eat them, but really I'm just dragging them over to Lialta. And, and into a safe place away because that thing might fall over that boat piece right it can't be up there safely it becomes clear that this is flux whatever this is it is from the other world the world that the anathema existed from and destroy was de destroyed everything or so you thought and this is stuff coming through the barrier and now being a part of your world and all these humans are unbranded and all these humans are terrified and have never seen anything like you and that's where we will pick up the story next week <laughs> nice well wait 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 can i just hold that for a quick second sure sure so as we pick things up and i just the four of us get together i want to look at them and say looks like the game's a paw <laughs> okay <laughs> we ended on that yeah there you go i like what? it uh, well done. Instead of the games of yeah, yeah, the oh. games of paw. Get it? Get it? Uh, okay, it's yeah. pretty good. It's not uh. bad. Uh, well... <laughs> I've been waiting all three hours just to say that. Now that I say it, I'm I'm sated. Now you're good. You've said all you need yeah. to say. Yeah. It. Uh, that was that was great. Uh, well, you're all gonna want to be back next week for the exciting conclusion. Well, for now, anyway, of this particular world and campaign. It's exciting while we don't know what happens. Right. For now, we're excited. Yeah, I'm very excited about where this goes, and I'm really I enjoying understand. it. So I hope people are as well, and that you'll check it out next week for the second half of our one shot. And uh, we'll all be here to do that. And uh, don't forget, after that, we'll have a brand new kickoff to the There Will Be, du be Dungeons Dragon Engine campaign, basically part two. Uh I guess you can call it that, right? Is that weird to call it that? That's not weird, is you, it? I like referring to it as year two. Or we might just year give the two. whole thing. Just sure. call it the rise of the Tiet Kaleen. There you go. All of that. Uh, and more. So lots of fun stuff coming up. Uh, but next week, join our current heroes for who knows what. This got real intense real and real weird at the end, and I'm super excited about it. Hope you are as well. Check out therewillbedungeons.com if you're looking for ways to find us and support us and help us. Uh, and get your tea uh, link there and go get yourself some There Will Be Dungeons tea. You can send us your emails on that site as well and voicemails, all that kind of stuff. We'd love to have them on the show. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John, for Kristen, and for Kyle. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Garpoon.